Hello and welcome to Sutra Side Talk. I'm your host, Kamran Shushtar, and with me is... James Seelig. Alright, so it's been quite some time. I know it's pretty much... Uh, how long has it actually been? Uh, almost two months, Almost. I think, at this point. Because like, yeah. I'm almost done with my first quarter at Davis, and those are ten weeks. Yeah, so this whole time, James has been off at school, and everything from midterms to uh, giant fires in Northern California have been delaying. Yeah us recording it's been an interesting first quarter so far yeah so we're both in the same room again just for today uh we're still we haven't actually had a chance yet to go remote yet but hopefully next one we will which will also hopefully be very much sooner like in between than last time so if we can we're going to do at least two at the very least a month if we can if not four if we're both able to we'll see what happens yeah. though yeah we'd like to do it every week but like sometimes scheduling makes it difficult <laughs> yeah but we're here now so that's uh that's all that matters and hopefully there'll be more than three people this time we'll, <laughs> we'll see what happens because now like everything's good to go we're all together on itunes on google on soundcloud maybe spotify we'll see i haven't really had a chance to check on on that but who knows we'll, we'll see what i can do there but we have a good amount of stuff we've played, stuff we've watched, so we'll just go right into it right now with uh, everything we've played. Yeah. We've kind of, a lot of news has happened between the last time we talked and now, so we're not going to go over like everything, everything that happened between since then and now. Yeah, mainly like just the highlights, the biggest things that really, or at least the biggest to us. Yeah. Yeah. Otherwise, this would be another like three hour podcast. Oh, definitely. But I'll, uh, I'll jump in really fast. Uh I beat Spider-Man. I platinumed it. Mm, me too. Uh, well, yeah, I did platinum it. Yeah. Yeah. How'd you like it <laughs> by the end? I mean, I'm a huge Spider-Man fan, but like, I still didn't expect it to be as good as it was. Yeah, no, it was, it was truly amazing. And I, at the moment, can't remember the name of the voice actor for Pete, but. Oh man. Yeah. I didn't even look it up. I really should. He did a really good job. right now one of the people nominated for at least for the game awards for like best voice acting i loved kratos i loved uh also another one nominated was like connor from detroit the guy that played mm. connor uh whoever voiced spider-man like he i honestly he was my favorite this year of voice acting for sure just the emotion especially in the game that he put into it it, oh, it was yeah. truly truly like, amazing. I, no no spoilers or anything but like his his final confrontation with doc was so emotional that I, I was just like, I can't believe they went there with this. Yeah, no, it, it got super... I was, I was like, oh, man, I'm going <laughs> to... You know what? I think I actually did tear up. I'm pretty sure I, oh, I, I shed a couple tears there. Oh, definitely. Like, the one of the last scenes... Again, no spoilers, but the one of the last scenes... Like, something happens to Peter that I was just like... I really didn't expect them to do that in the game, and... It, it like it did bring a tear to my eye. I was just like, I can't believe this is happening right now. One of my friends brought up. He's like, Hey, how do you feel that one of the people writing this that made you cry was Dan Slot? And I was like, Damn, if only you could do that in the comics because oh, no. I, I dropped out of that stuff. Hell, I was I was done with his writing at least for the comics. But apparently, he was one of the people writing for at least for this. And yeah, just it was like night and day for some reason. But yeah, that was it's one of the best Spider-Man stories in general to me uh personally i haven't really read too many of the older ones but like 
I mean, it's not my favorite. My favorite's still probably like Spider-Man Blue, but mm. it, it's still up there with one of the best. Spider-Man I thought it was stories. interesting that they seemed to combine some things from like the regular universe and the Ultimate Universe. Yeah, they they really did. They did a really good job of it, and just the way that it's he's already Spider-Man, so yeah, it's just like oh, this is how everything's going, and it was it was just <laughs> great, and we'll probably talk about it more too, especially because neither of us have played the DLC yet. Yeah, just because another game we'll talk about very shortly uh at least for me especially but yeah it's it's i I can't wait to get back into it and then whenever they make spider-man 2 oh my god that's gonna be insane i'm I'm so excited i mean i've loved insomniac for a long time so i was expecting at least a fun game from them but just just swinging around the city is fun to do and like you can get really good at moving really fast through the city and it feels good oh it feels so damn good and and when you get a hold of like i mean it takes a little while to get used to the combat system just because there's so many options available to you but once you get into the groove of it you can pull off some really cool combos and do some really cool shit and and then that's like that's not even touching on the fact that the story was just so well written and all the characters were so well acted i mean i think several of the uh female characters from this game were also nominated for like uh uh female actress best female actress in uh for the video game awards oh really i know uh, was it um was it mary jane's voice actress mary jane's voice actress was uh nominated i think that was laura bailey yes yes it was yeah who i love laura bailey she she i don't know all of her the things she's done but i really liked her as fetch in uh infamous first oh, light that was fetch huh? yeah she she did a really good job on that um and Mary Jane. And then I think the actress who voiced uh, Yuri Watanabe was also... Oh, uh, really? Yeah, it was also uh, okay. nominated. Nice. I wonder if the actress for uh, for Freya was nominated. Oh, she was. Oh, yeah. she was. She was another one. I was just guessing. I, I was straight up like, that. you know, they nominated Freya, right? Yeah, like, <laughs> like I, I can't remember. I think... The actress who played Kara in um, oh she had to be not she nominated right they nominated oh thank yeah. God she was in uh, actually she Detroit. might I loved Freya I love Mary Jane I'm be honest I think uh, the voice actress for Kara she deserved it the most I really want to play Detroit at some point and like mostly because I I like the stories that uh, Quantic Dream usually tells or at least I very much enjoyed uh, Heavy Rain when that first came out yeah we'll skip over the second one yeah i skipped over beyond two souls i played it i i was about to play it a second time i was like why would i do that (laughs) uh but i heard detroit was much much better and actually after this i'll be talking about it because i did play all the way through it and honestly the short demo that they did years and years ago for Kara. oh that that was like at the time heart-wrenching oh my god yeah like at the time it wasn't even like tied to a game because if audience listener you don't know that's just the technology of the playstation yeah, Quant- <laughs> it was like well, let's watch a woman be disassembled well Qu- quantic dream actually has like a history of doing that where like they'll finish a game and then in between projects they'll pick like a side thing to do it, it, they'll they'll literally as a studio put together like a short film usually just to get used to using the tools for whatever engine they're using the, for the next the, game the warlock and the goblin yeah they did that for uh playstation 4 when that first uh, came out like they had that the sorcerer de- uh tech demo which 
again, didn't even have anything to do with anything. It was just like a fun, like, look at what we can do with the, with the power of the PlayStation. And in between, uh, I know they did one in between Indigo Prophecy and, uh, wasn't Heavy Rain after Indigo Prophecy? Yeah, Heavy Rain, where it was like an actor interview and they may have used one of the character models from Heavy Rain, or that, or they ended up using in Heavy Rain, but it, it was just like, let's pretend that we're doing an interview, but with video game characters or whatever. And then, in between Heavy Rain and Beyond Two Souls, they had it, the short video. It was like a ten-minute video called Kara, where they introduced the android character Kara, who ended up being in Detroit Two Human, and like really the first time like honestly the first like few times i watched that video it like brought me to tears because it was just so emotional and so well acted like i felt really bad and concerned for kara in that video and that was just like a short 10 minute thing and i was just like so many people wanted them to make a game out of that that they eventually did <laughs> dude speaking of the detroit so i, I played through all of detroit yeah Oof, dude. I, okay, so I feel like before I go with the, into it more, um, I feel like we should do at the end of the year just do highlights. So we'll just kind of talk about full spoilers of everything, but like everything from our games of the year, our top games, basically our top movies, top shows, whatnot, if we want to do something like that. And then we can go really in depth on all this stuff. At least like just like, oh, this is what I liked about it. This level, this whatever, these yeah. characters. Um yeah, I'd, I like to. That's the thing. I usually want to get into specifics about stuff, but I, I never want to spoil stuff if yeah. it's like too soon. I think soon. that'll be a good one because then we could just do our. It's like our own little, like, oh, it's our virtual rewards where yeah. we say our top thing. So we all voted on it in a giant conglomerate, even though there's two of us. <laughs> I think as long as we, like, <laughs> accurately label it as, like, this is a spoiler episode. If you want, if you don't want spoilers on anything, don't listen to this. But if you want to hear our honest opinions about stuff, here you go. Yeah, I'll probably be doing my top four games this year. Because I, I, dude, I thought about it. I'm like, what, what games have I played of this year? I'm like, hmm, God of War, Spider Man, Detroit, Red Dead, and oh shit, that's it. Because uh, I, a lot of it before that was catching up to everything else. So I'm not, at least for a while, I'm not playing Tomb Raider. I'm not playing Assassin's Creed Odyssey. I'm not playing Battlefield 5 or Fallout 76. Yeah, I missed all uh, those too. Yeah, those are the other ones I'm playing. Just because I got to pick and choose a lot more now if i want to tackle the backlog and if i want to even like there's only so much time yeah oh i guess do i count destiny 2 forsaken can i count that as what as a game since well, it's yeah for, i mean like as since it did come out this year so i'll say five. Oh, cool oh, i could say five then as, as a current like yeah because forsaken's kind of technically yeah i mean there's a lot of debate over or at least for like game of the year debates of like whether or not and a game that was released several years ago but is updated is yeah like is that viable but i feel like if it's different enough like if they change it enough that it feels i think they like changed it enough oh definitely <laughs> that's the thing is like definitely between vanilla destiny 2 and forsaken yeah. it there's so I, many things different like just the weapons i do want to talk about it later a little bit like it's probably one of it's still on the list of games we played so we could totally yeah. but yeah detroit all right so back to detroit yeah. um yeah so detroit's really awesome you go through three characters uh connor who is this it's he's a cop sort of so he's the android he's that's working. he's an android working with the cops 
and then Robo you have Kami Kara. Detective. Exactly. <laughs> and you have Kara, who's basically a maid for a house. She's like, she helps out the father and daughter that she lives with. And then you have Marcus. Droid. Yes. And Marcus <laughs> takes care of an old man who's an artist. Uh, so he's mm. like this rich old wealthy guy. And all their stories pretty much, you can imagine things go wrong. They each have their own defining moments where they learn who they are or like if they want to be a robot obeying or a robot yeah. of own free will to like, uh, like the, I mean, it's, these aren't spoilers. They're like they, they cross over at certain points and everything. Yeah. And at the end, like, it's like, oh, and then they all combine for this old giant thing. And it's very much... Dave Ultron? Uh, shut up. <laughs> and so... So they... We are Kara. <laughs> so, yeah, it's, it's fucking... But it's very much akin to uh, civil rights. It gets very mm. much into civil rights from... In standpoint of equality with robots to... Which is just funny because it's a lot of stuff that you'd normally... It's like, oh, this is stuff that... I mean, it's not funny, but it's like... Well, no, it's, it's like, it, honestly, it's a real thing that we might have to deal with someday. Well, it's, a, I mean, not that, not like, it's just, not it already close. happened. It, like, all this already happened before. Oh, really? Yes, it's, it's African-American civil rights. Oh, no, 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 sorry, yeah, sorry. I, 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 I was like, okay. hello? <laughs> I, I meant, like, literally when we get to the point of making, like, true AI to do jobs for us, like, does it have rights if it can think? Like that oh is no, a, I got, it. I got you. That is a debate that's like going on. Uh, it's you know what I the way I see it is fucking kill them all. I don't want to deal with it. I mean, it's completely opposite of the way I play in Detroit. In Detroit, I'm like, oh my god, these guys are like people in real life. I think about it, I'm like, oh, let's just not even go that far. Let's just no, not, I mean, let's not go that crazy. Yeah, I don't. I'm gonna live in a cabin. Fuck y'all. In real life, you're like, oh wait, no, they're like people. People are terrible. Let's not make people. <laughs> Robotic people? No, they're just going to be stronger people that are just... It's just a bunch of stronger assholes. <laughs> what have we done? But, they took all no, our so, jobs. <laughs> they, they took your name. <laughs> but, God damn it. Um, oh, yeah, that's it. Don't, oh, don't, don't, don't. Don't even don't. Don't start. Don't you dare start. We're trying to... We have a time frame, remember? We're not doing this right now. <laughs> Jim Bob, play Kendrick Lamar. Doot, doot. Doot, doot. What do you want about, boy? Oh, God. Oh, South Park. <laughs> That'll be on my list later, too. We'll be talking about that later. Yeah. You son of a bitch. <laughs> okay, give me a second. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. So... Back when I was saying on a more serious note, I was saying that it basically takes from civil rights uh, the the whole entire process where it's like, do you want to, do you feel more entitled that you have to fight for it, like literally violently fight for it? Or do you feel that you are more in the sense of we have to, if they do something to us, we sort of have to take it because otherwise people won't side with us and stuff like that. Like, there's going to be a decision like, like, I'm just making examples. Um, you can either attack and defend your people and it will, or go you on an aggressive, other people to be on an aggressive stance right? and you'll keep more safety within your numbers at that moment. But publicly you look more antagonistic Whereas if you seem like you're being victimized and they do stuff and you allow it, then you're garnering more sympathy and empathy from those that are watching. Yeah. And it's like things like that and the choices you make through that. And you can kind of do middle and a bit, but I kind of lean, 
Well, I, I completely lean to the very much more law, not lawful, but passive. I was more pacified Although in a lot of yeah, my attempts. I think when I played, I want to make my rebel leader guy. I forget, what's his name? Uh, Marcus. I want to make Marcus like Gandhi. Yeah. Marcus is Marcus becomes like freedom leader. It's like, do you want him to be uh, more MLK or more Malcolm X? It's like yeah, kind of choices like idea. that. Or that's a good um, ex- yeah. description. And then cars like that one's more in terms. It, there is civil rights within that of just like we want to live, but it's also of domestic abuse at the house. At the house. Yeah, I mean, and I, don't think it's really I know a lot of people because like they that that was like one of the demos that they showed off for uh, beyond not beyond uh, for Detroit. For Detroit was like a scene where. The daughter gets hit. The daughter maybe gets killed uh, by the abusive father. And... You yeah, know, he, he straight up hits her in the game. Yeah. And, and... They got into a lot of trouble showing that off on stage because people were like, well, I don't want to see domestic abuse in my games. Like, people... Shit gets real yeah, sometimes. Yeah, no, people were, people were <laughs> being quite... Um, uh, how, do, how do you even say it? I don't know. Just people are like, oh, I, I want to avoid this because I try to like, keep my eyes closed. But yeah, it's I'm happy it's in there. I mean, it's not a good thing, but it's 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 still happening. It's like, oh, well, yeah, no, it doesn't... It just, it's not bad that it's in there. It's just bad that you're trying to hide from it in general. You just yeah. don't want to see it. Yeah, like it doesn't... This game does not make light. Of, yeah, no, it gets uh, it gets extremely serious and it gets very emotionally connecting Like to where to you're like, where it's oh, hard to I watch. get this. Okay, here we go. And when you do connect with the characters, honestly, the payoffs when you get through things is really good. And I felt very much specifically for Kara, just with the stuff her and the girl go through. And then I feel a lot towards Connor. It's like with Kara, it fosters a lot of sympathy and empowerment because you're like, I don't want these things to happen to these people. Right. If there is a way to stop it, yes do it immediately like don't even think about it whereas with marcus it's like understanding things at a very much more strategic point where you're being more political because you're like how do you want to be perceived how do you want your message being shown in general and everything you do the implications you create it just can garner either sympathy or just hatred and then with connor connor i think i enjoyed the most because i was enjoying myself to the like where it's more of like i'm happy when i do this part because <laughs> it's like a buddy cop and it does get it gets serious to where you learn about your partner like the the human partner you have uh the more you learn about them the more you're like oh fuck dude okay i understand exactly it's kind of like irobot mm. it's it's ba- it's basically irobot with classic cop movies as well or but it's buddy cop plus irobot that makes more sense yeah uh, but it was the most inter- entertaining with that one where it's like, oh, this one's kind of funny a little bit, uh, but also serious when it needs to be. Overall, though, it, I really liked it a lot. I don't think I liked it as much as Spider-Man or God of War or Red Dead, but it was... It's like, oh, all of these games are top-tier quality, so it's it's not bad that it's, like, fourth out of the four. It's just that oh my god, these are just so amazing. This is also really amazing. It's just these ones are a little bit more amazing. Yeah. 
in in that like, sense. How do you compare an eighty six carat diamond to an eighty two carat diamond? They're both really yeah. I see the, they're both diamonds either way. Exactly. <laughs> I don't know. I think I went with eighties. I think eighty six carat yeah. diamonds from the movie Snatch. I think that that oh. was how large that diamond was. But all right, next <laughs> up, uh, Red Dead Redemption two. How how far I'm, are you? So I'm far? in chapter. I I just started chapter three. Oh, you're ahead of me. Okay. Yeah. I'm in chapter two still. I'm like it said seventeen percent. I think I last checked. I'm at like forty percent. Okay. Yeah, I've been I'm taking my time more with it, especially just cause I I'll be honest, I haven't been playing it that much just because of Destiny. Yeah, I've been really busy with like studying for midterms and stuff. Yeah, and work and other so things. Work I, and working out is taking so I, up a lot of time. Yeah, same. Working out. I've, I've been trying to keep uh keep on that while I'm at school. So I I've played. I get to play maybe a couple hours every other night. That's more than me. Yeah. Like, I, I keep trying to whenever I can just because, like, I don't want to drive myself insane just studying <laughs> and going to the gym. Hold on. I guess going to the gym is, like, pretty good for a break, but, like, not when you can't go outside because the smoke is like, so bad and, like, the whole campus is closed. So, Gosh. that was a tangent. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like, honestly, we could include this in the other thing, too, at the end of the year. Just get really in depth. Hopefully, by that time, by the near the end of December, like post Christmas, when we could probably record this, yeah, we can really talk about. Um, well, actually, maybe we could record it before Christmas. We'll see. We'll record it around Christmas, but by then we should hopefully be much farther, if not finished, at least with the main story, yeah, of Red Dead, and then just get really into it because it's so. From the little I played, I've enjoyed it a lot. The only thing that's kept me from it is just something else that I'll talk about after this. But it's really, really damn good. Oh, yeah. And it's it's hard between that, Spider-Man, and God of War. It's, like, it's literally the good, the bad, and the ugly, except <laughs> they're all really good. And it's just a giant Mexican standoff. Good, and you're like, bad. I don't even... I, I don't know what to do right now. These are all so fucking good. I, I can't decide. The, the good, the really good, and the pretty. <laughs> but uh yeah like for me like there are certain things that i kind of wish that they allowed for like after doing the same skinning animation that's like it's really a really well done animation and you just want more variation it's yeah maybe like a little bit more variation would be nice but it's the horse, though, sometimes traveling on the horses a little bit. Oh, God. Yeah. Where, where you could fuck it up, you can run to a tree when he didn't mean to. You're like, no, I didn't want this. I can't tell you how many times I put the game into cinematic mode to, like, which also, by the way, is for whatever reason, the only reason to, or the only way to get your horse to really, like, stick to the route that you set. Yeah, you also have to watch out for though if you leave it in cinematic mode too long, you're just like you. It's like you don't look, and then you just hear bang, bang, you look up again, people are robbing you, and you're like, what the fuck? Yeah. Like, one it's a little annoying that you can't tell when your horse is running out of stamina in that mode but like whatever uh and then i can't tell you how many times my horse just like runs into someone else on the road and i go flying off my horse and then like the whoever i ran into starts shooting at me because he's like Whoa, what the fuck you're attacking me i'm like no i swear my horse just ran into you. dude i realized uh i guess the way i noticed how much i liked the game or how much i was um invested I think it was the second horse I got. Yeah, the second horse I got. First, you know how you like to get the first horse? Yeah. Um, I still have to finish bonding with it, but the second horse I was getting pretty good with. And something happened where 
these dudes, some O'Driscoll dudes, were just random. Is, they weren't involved in the story. They were just random dudes on the highway close to Valentine. Yeah. And they just start shooting at me. Next thing I know, I'm falling off my horse because they shot the shit out of my horse. And I'm, like, shooting them all. And I end up taking them all out. But then my horse is basically, like... Hey, I can't. I'm, 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 I'm dying here, brother. Oh, no, and I'm like, down. oh fuck. And I'm like, I don't have anything. And then I thought about it, and I'm like, isn't there a horse revive thing? But it's at the stable. Oh, I'm not at no. Valentine. Oh no. And so I thought about it, and like these horses that the dudes ran in on were running away. I straight up chase after one of their horses, and I'm like, I'll be back. <laughs> I straight, I catch one of their horses. I take it. I calm him, get him, like, good, and I'm like, all right, dude, we got to go save this dude. So I go take the horse, ride up to Valentine, I get the uh, horse revival, and then I ride back, and I make it, and I revive my horse. I'm like, yes! So I save my horse. I also, I think I bought an extra one just in case, and and I'm like, cool. And then I thought about it, I was like, oh, I really like this horse that I'm riding, though, now, too. <laughs> and so... I and you can get that horse to follow you. So I get on the horse, I, my horse that I saved, and then I have the other horse follow me. Get to the stable, and I stable that horse. So I keep I, I keep using my horse, but that horse I enjoyed as well. So I just mm. that was I think that was my third horse I got now. So now I have like three horses I want to say, and then I think you can only put up the three in the stable. So I can get one more I think for that one, and then I'll have to find another stable to use as well. One of the few times I reloaded my game like immediately. It was like when my horse died and it was because it was for something so stupid where like I saw a stagecoach driving through a river and I was like headed that way anyway too and one of the cool things about the game is you can like put out a greeting or antagonize like anyone that you meet on the road so I like I put out a greeting to the guy I was like hey hello and like sometimes like it doesn't happen for everyone but sometimes you could actually do like a back and forth like you just keep hitting the button and you'll actually do like a small conversation and so the dude like responded at first like hey like the howdy mister and then like one of the other buttons is call out which i'm really not sure exactly what that's supposed to be but it seems to be to like at least get people's attention and like so for whatever reason this guy immediately turned and was just like I don't want anything to do with you. Get get away from me, and like, and so I, for some reason, was like, "Hey, fuck you! You don't not, you don't like not you don't pay attention me. to me. You don't not pay attention to me." So I start like riding alongside him, and I start like I keep trying to call him out, and he's like whipping on the reins of his horses, like on his like uh uh car- not caravan um stagecoach with like I think he had like two or three uh, four horses. I can't remember how much it was like, but. Either way, somehow, like, either my horse veered at, like, a turn or there was a turn and he veered into me. Somehow, my horse ran into his horses and got sucked under them. So, literally, the entire, like, all the horses and the stagecoach went over my horse and dragged it for a while and, like, knocked me off the horse. So, I was fine. But meanwhile, I'm just watching my horse get, like, run over for, like, five seconds straight. And I'm just like, no! So, did your horse live or was no, that... No, my one? horse died. Oh, straight, like, it couldn't even be revived? It no, was just, it, like, it, it was straight, like, It was fucking... just dead. And I was, like, I was, like... <laughs> and, I was, and I was so far away from the town that I was just, like, I'm... No. 
I'm reloading. I just saved. This is, I'm uh, I was not... going to say, did you, Ellie, did you go run over and start shooting up those guys? No, l- luckily I had like literally just saved, so I was like, I'm not losing yeah, I'm not, my horse. I'm not doing this today. For something that stupid. I gotcha. Okay. Uh, yeah. well, I, I'm enjoying it. I'm looking forward to the online eventually, too. Yeah. But, oh my god, this game is... Because I want to do... I want to do everything in this game. I want to platinum it. I want 100% the shit out of it. But the problem is that's going to take forever. So oh, yeah. I've come to terms that at first I was like, I'm just going to do this. And then once I'm done everything in it, then I'll get to the next game. I'm like, that's going to make me hate this game. <laughs> so I'm just going to play it, keep playing it, play the online too, probably. I need a break. I'm going to jump on the Spider-Man store, the Spider-Man DLC jump back on after and then need another break jump into fallout 76 jump yeah. into uh, which well i'll play that when i play that i guess i'm, I'm gonna wait honestly that that game looks yeah. uh, like it needs some time it's getting like fives and sixes yeah, I'll, I'll let it stay in the oven for now It'll come out it needs to be cooked a little bit more but uh yeah. honestly if i'm fine like taking breaks and getting to my backlog finally go back to 2015 i think yeah. next up is assassin's creed syndicate so i'd, I'd like to start that <laughs> Uh, three Assassin's Creed games to play. That's going to be a fun yeah. time. I, yeah. I forgot Syndicate was like the one two ago. Yeah, dude. Luckily, there's a year good. in between. Never... There's okay. not going to be uh, 2019. There's no Assassin's Creed. So like, that's going to... I gonna... think I finished Syndicate, but I really enjoyed what I did play. It was one of those situations where like I got it on sale and started playing it when I bought it. And then like something else came out and I just went on to that. Yeah, I can't, I can't so like, do that. Yeah, I don't know. I, I like to stay, try to stay current. Like not, not necessarily yeah. like play. That's through. our differences. Like I'll, I'll let my shit pile up, but you'll leave your shit unfinished. Yeah. Like for whatever reason, I like to get like a taste of everything that comes out. Like not everything, everything, because otherwise I'd be like broken shit. But, uh, like if a game that I've been looking forward to for a while comes out, I can't not like just try the beginning of it. Yeah. And like I usually am like. Well, I'll just try the beginning of it, and then I'll go back to what I was playing, and I never do. <laughs> I usually just, like, I get hooked on whatever new thing it is, and then I play that until the next thing comes out. Gotcha. But, yeah, like, I'll get I'll get to everything when I can. Uh, hopefully yeah. soon. We'll see. Uh, and then last up, Destiny 2, Forsaken uh, stuff. I guess Festival of the Lost is what we played. How'd you like that? Like I, I, liked... I liked it this year. It was a lot more interesting than the other years. The only thing... I mean, it wasn't really the problem with that. It was the problem with us where we jumped in way too late, so we couldn't yeah. get everything done. Yeah. But that was really just like, oh, do the triumphs, so collect the masks and do all the other shit. It seemed like the main thing to get was the auto rifle horror story. The, the auto rifle was cool. I thought it was insane that they somehow made the infinite forest actually fun to play it was yeah for the first time you actually enjoy it eventually you get tired of it again but yeah. that's because you kill yourself trying to get everything done but they made like but that's arc- if you already if you didn't do the other weeks and you're just doing this in like the span of one week which is i would never recommend that yeah but they basically made like an arcade game out of it where it's like you get not exactly like a score but it was like see how far you can go can you get to level seven or whatever yeah and, and I, like, I feel like there's something after it, but I just, we never got, we were never that good. And I, well, we were, yeah, we weren't good enough to get maybe, there. Yeah. It was just, it was a lot more effort put into it than I expected for like the short lived seasonal thing that they do. Yeah. Cause it's also like, you're so focused on the challenge of it 
that you don't even care that you're kind of going through the same thing multiple times. Plus, like, it's also the theme yeah. is a little bit different. It's darker and everything. So it's it's just more enjoyable in that sense. Plus, there's you literally have the Grim Reaper there. There's like yeah. a knight that's massive and he has a scythe. And he's just... We literally just called started calling him Death. Cause he, like he, he, you can't kill him. I yeah. w- that's what I wish we could have. If there was like a weird end game where you can kill him, that would be insane. I, well, I kept pointing out those like platforms way off in the distance that we just never got to. Cause that's true. But yeah. I, I don't think it would have been that. I think it's just like you get through enough oh, no. waves. I wish, I, I wish there was one where you do beat him and then you just get an emblem that says "I am become death." Oh, that would be awesome. I would. Lo- that would have been perfect. I would love that. And then you just get like <laughs> a a cloak where it just hides your helmet you don't even see your helmet it's just it's black inside that that would have been tight i would have loved that uh, you know what? i'm gonna i'm just gonna mail up and be like bungie i am become death make it happen 2019 october <laughs> what does this kid want from us <laughs> why, does, why does he keep bothering us but we have to his birthday is the same day as bungie day yes we have to do this oh, that should be my birthday I should, that's why i always i'm like oh bungie and me we're we're the same for the same like uh birthday so i've always enjoyed that is that what bungie day is? bungie day is july 7th that's that's the day they were founded no bungie day is the day they declared independence from microsoft oh interesting that they celebrate that well they want they want to become their own uh their own owners yeah, yeah. i mean that makes sense that just for whatever reason when like like i said died you say bungie day and i assumed that was like the day that they were founded not like nah. the day they became independent <laughs> but eh, that makes sense that's interesting yeah. But yeah, so it was it was cool. Right now, I'm just running. So I've been playing that instead of Red Dead only because there's some stuff I wanted to get done before the season ends uh, this week. This week's the last part of season four, and then season five will start. And I'm trying to basically max out the ranking in the Crucible uh, Valor. And it's dude, it's becoming a grind where I'm like, I'm so tired of Crucible. That's one of the problems I have with Destiny is that, like, it's really fun to play to an extent, and it seems like a lot of the times you have to grind for stuff for it's missions. Not, it's honestly not... I realize, though, the way we play, it's, it's also like It's just a little play. bit too much that I, they ask you for. But, I think uh, for us, too, it's because we're not as consistent. Maybe So because we're always trying to cram it into that week, it feels yeah. kind of a uh, big of... a uh, big commitment for us whereas other people play weekly because they play weekly they have all the time in the world to do this they don't have to over that's fair overplay anything they could just kind of evenly do it i like if we just honestly dedicated maybe like two nights where it's like oh let's just get all the weeklies and uh dailies done and then if we have other time maybe get through a raid and like uh yeah actually you know what we won't even have to do the weeklies and dailies once we max out once we max out there's not really much of a point that's true too well i mean there is a point just because you could still get high tier stuff mm. just because even because getting 600 stuff is going to be difficult anyway so you still have to do it but it's just like uh we could focus more on the raids start getting all the raid gear because i've only done calluses entirety so eater worlds uh what is it called spire of stars and now uh, last wish and then we still have all the other exotic shit all the way back from uh rasputin Oh my god. There's like actual exotic quests we haven't done. There's missions we haven't done in there. We haven't even I'm gotten still, all the collectibles yet. I'm still working on the uh whatever boxes you call them from I finished uh, mine Mercury. finally. I did it. I I got the Sigiri shell. I'm like, oh my god, I'm so happy that is finished. Last I 
remember completing i just finished the saint 14 mission so i i have the oh you're midway through oh my god same for so finding saint 14 isn't even the end of it it's like halfway you have to literally you know the circle yeah and it lights up yeah so you have to have every single thing there light up except for that little one that connects it to something else Uh yeah i mean i have the perfect paradox shotgun at this point but yeah i just the problem is each box that I keep getting now is it requires like the, uh, once the radio you, you're gonna need there's better shotguns with uh, Forsaken now at least in Crucible I've been seeing because everyone shotguns like no t- it's it's become dude uh, Crucible is now just shotguns and hand cannons hmm. it's one shot shotguns and then the hand cannons people use are pretty much Luna's Hell and I want to say Truth and uh, Ace of Spades. Uh. And so I see, and then this du- I forget what the cre- the shotgun's called. It's like dust something, but that's what I keep seeing, and I keep getting killed by those things. But the pulse rifle that everyone's using now is uh, bygones. That one is really good. Mm. Yeah, but yeah, so it just it's taken me forever to get through those. And it's weird because uh, it's like that's that's basically our MMO, so it kind of distracts us from everything else. Uh, I think I, you might be right though. If if I had just played Destiny like a little bit each day to do like the dailies, not even whatever. each day, because none of the dailies even are daily. Like I've I've checked back Crucible and the strikes multiple times a week, and it's like almost like it's every other day or something. I thought I just chose a different activity each day. Oh, that might be what it is then. Yeah, that makes more sense. Like there's, there's only one daily, right? Like, I think it's like there. Yeah, there's always. And then they stack up daily. over a few days or something. Oh, maybe that's what it is. Yeah, maybe I don't know, but yeah. but yeah. So it's just all that. If if we could get through that, we'll just be a lot more successful yeah. in it. I think. I think the problem is that like Destiny could easily be the one game that you play because it takes. That's the hard like, part it too. It, it so takes away from everything stuff. else too. If I, I'd be honest. If we never played Destiny 2 or Destiny 1, especially when I was in LA, I'm more than positive Probably that I would have I would have already been done with the entirety of 2015. I would have beaten, like, the games I haven't gone through yet. I would have already been done with uh, Assassin's Creed Syndicate, Metal Gear Solid 5, plus Ground Zeroes, Witcher 3, Mad Max, uh, the Godzilla fighting game that I wanted to play. And then I probably would either be halfway through or all the way done with 2016 as well. God, if we did King's Fall. Like, that's how and... far back I am. But, like, that's honestly, I think, how much I probably would have been able to do. Because Destiny 1, I think I clocked in around 500 hours or so. And Destiny oh, yeah. 2, I haven't even checked yet I how can't much I've been into that. I mean, unfortunately, when they updated the app to do Destiny 2, like, I... I mean, I'm... I wonder if my stats are probably somewhere on Bungie.net like, or whatever. Did they take away the... where it shows you how much you've done? Or is it still there? At least there? for Destiny 1. I don't, I don't know... Yeah, maybe Destiny One was uh, actually. I'm gonna I'm gonna check somewhere. right now. I want to I want to see this. But I vaguely remember that the last time I checked my time played for just my my main Titan in Destiny One was like 15 days. <laughs> uh, I don't see it. Yeah, we played a lot of King's Fall raid and Wrath of the Machine raid. All right, here we go. Here we go. Uh, but what's uh let's jump into what we've watched i'll let you go first really fast while i look at this right. i got a couple other games though well not really i don't know yeah it was mostly just red dead spider-man destiny 2 i played a little bit of overwatch i, I tried one of the new characters briefly i, I tried that hamster in the in a ball uh hammond i don't know he's he's okay he's like funny but i feel like 
there's not too many uses for him. Like, he's very useful in very specific places, but other other than that, I don't, I don't think I'm going to play him in much. Okay. Uh, yeah, I can't find it. Whatever. Uh, it's fine. I already yeah. know I've played too much, though. That's all that I, matters. I got Diablo 3 on my Switch. <laughs> and oh, God. It's pretty fun. I mean, Diablo 3 came out, like, years ago, so I don't really want to go too much into it, but... It, it's still a fun game on the Switch. I never got to play the uh, Necromancer when that came out on the other consoles. It was, it was like a $15 DLC, and I was like, I'm not paying $15 for like one new character. That's understandable. Uh, but yeah. he, he, comes with, he comes with the Switch version, and oh man, he's actually really fun to play. It's kind of ridiculous. <laughs> he's like way unnecessarily overpowered, but I, I it's kind of part of the fun of Diablo is just feeling insanely powerful uh, and then i also got dark souls for switch yeah okay <laughs> i think that's about it i don't know i, I kind of want to add a, like a little bit to the red dead conversation i guess it's just like the... just you know we are 40 minutes in already oh shit really yeah we are totally are uh, real, real quick i guess i guess my main complaint is that like i wish for the times that I just want to get stuff done quickly, I could skip certain things like like skinning animations and stuff. Just so, like, I've seen this thing like a thousand times. I don't need to see it a thousand Again, more times. Yeah. But on the other hand... Gotta stay in the world, man. That's gotta... the thing. On the other hand, I kind of enjoy, uh, appreciate it because I, it's very immersive. Oh, like, yeah. this game is way more immersive than any other game I played in a long time in terms of like sucking you into the world and just pretending to be a cowboy. It's awesome. For sure. Alright, on to on to what we've watched. Yep. So I'll I'll pretty much go through a lot of them pretty fast. Uh Attack on Titan, uh season three finite or the I first half watched, of I watched that too. You did? How'd you yeah. like it? It was good. Yeah. Like I I forget where they ended it. it so they ended uh they're about to start they're gonna re go retake uh, the outer wall, right? Yeah. They... So they're gonna go there. They're gonna plug the hole, and then they're going to. So the, I think the plan was plug the hole, then find out what's in his house, and also kill off the last of the titans because they yeah. they found a better way to take out all the titans as well. Yeah. So it was well done. I, I liked it. I mean, honestly, I I really like that series. We're just like, I mean, the action is really well done. But also, I just really want to know what the, the mystery is. Like, what is in Aaron's basement? Because they've been yeah. going over that for, like, a while. And it's it's crazy because the gap between seasons one and two was so insane. And then the gap between season two is soon. Seasons two and three isn't too bad. And because season three is going to be longer than season two, this is just part one of the season. Which means, like, there's still going to be a second half, just like season one mm. originally. So it's double the amount of episodes. And I think it's going to come this summer, I want to say. Cool. Which isn't too bad. It's like it feels a lot less of a weight, which is nice. Uh, we won't of... be going crazy with it, even though it's like it's like it's weird because after season one, there was such a giant. It was like everywhere. It was like oh, Attack on Titan, Attack on Titan, and then afterwards, once season two came out, it kind of dropped. And now that the seasons are out again, it's just been much. It's much been much more quiet. I feel like, yeah. but it's still the show itself is pretty good especially I, I ran ahead with the manga and i was like oh, okay i understand this now yeah i see what's about to happen just because i was so tired of waiting yeah but yeah i think it's pretty cool that the show is pretty much exactly the manga like they they have not taken any 
at least as far as I can remember, they don't really have that many filler episodes like animes occasionally end up. Oh, having. they don't have time. It's just because the, the few amounts of episodes they have, it's pretty much just like they have to stay within the, they don't have time to really veer off, I don't think. I wonder if it takes so long because those action scenes are so hard to animate. Who knows? I have, I have <laughs> no idea. I can't even imagine because the behind the scenes, they need to be translated and all this oh, other God, stuff. Yeah. It's just There's got to be so much work that goes into that yeah. one. <laughs> But next up for me, uh, Venture Brothers. I finished the new season. Holy shit, that show is just consistently just... It's still my probably my second favorite animated show. Uh, well, adult animated show. Yeah. Second to just South Park. I really but. like that show. I keep forgetting that the new season is out. And they, they haven't added the new episodes to Hulu yet, so I haven't oh, had a chance to watch them. It, they're, once, you get, once you do get to watch them, dude, they're, they're pretty funny. They're, yeah. I've been hearing really nothing good. but really good things about this season. The, the way it ends is so ridiculous. They have some good stuff with like Monarch and Dr. Venture, <laughs> but with, the, uh, with Hank and Dean, especially with Hank. The way that you Hank at the end is so ridiculous. I'm like, what, what's even happening? happening right now it, it's pretty damn good though uh next uh, i tried to watch some halloween movies for october mm. uh, I, uh two korean films actually mm. uh train to busan so it's the, it's the zombies on the train so it's, it's basically a zombie outbreak and it's about these people that are on a train when it happens and zombies some people that got onto the train were infected so then the train gets I infected <laughs> and they're trying to find like a safe place it's really it's really good and it's it's uh the the very fast zombies mm. uh, but there there's some interesting stuff with that i want to give it away but i definitely suggest watching it of course it has subtitles for you always watch these films in their native language because it just it's just better uh just pay attention to it it's a good time uh next up i watched the wailing so that was much more towards like the horror aspect where it's like these it's evil korean spirits doing fucked up shit to people and they're or i guess they're demons it's like korean a korean demon is, is running around is it whaling like hunting whales or like ghost whaling like a like, like a, a woman crying okay so like i was gonna say whale with an h but i think they like both whale like <laughs> whaling because someone died like yeah uh but yeah it's, it's very uh it's really cool the way they do everything and it, it actually makes you have you don't know who the demon is because it could be a person mm. and you don't it, it makes you guess yeah you, because you, you think you then you figure you think they think or you think you figure it out and then they make mm. you second guess and then they give you multiple suspects, and then you're like, I don't know, fuck, I can't do this. And then I they, they fuck with you at the end, because then I thought I knew, and I thought I figured it out, and then I was wrong, and I was just like, I can't even, I can't do this right now. Like, this Dude, is too that's crazy. Like, that's like one of the main reasons why I like John Carpenter's The Thing so much, is because that movie does such a good job of like, you don't know which one of these people is. Well, it's not like that at all. It's just like, oh, someone's fucking up our town and we don't know who it is and it's like oh is it this person or is it this person and then this person's trying to help you but are they on your side actually mm. and all this other stuff and it's like oh something's wrong with my daughter blah 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 and it's all fucked up right. but it's it's really it's really good i highly recommend both of these films um and i watched daredevil season three Oh, I did too i really liked it i liked it a lot mm. I, I had a good time with that vincent d'onofrio as kingpin was like my Amazing. darling, when Vanessa, I was a boy, I, 
I applaud you for your <laughs> wait. Why did I start saying British there? Sorry, <laughs> but <laughs> you know what I mean. But but dude, the only thing I still want him to do is uh, kind of like the '90s Spider-Man show. Remember, remember Alistair Smythe? Oh yeah. In in the show, whenever he'd fuck up. Because he'd be working for King of Fun, he'd fuck up, and King of Fun's just like, Smythe! And I'm just like, it's the, it's the most cartoonish villain, just like, you, where your henchman fucks up, so you just always get pissed off at him. It's, it's the best thing in the world. Uh, but this, the, dude, this, this, this season was so fucking good. Exactly. This season was so, so damn good. I, I enjoyed every part of it for the most part. I kept, I don't know why, I was just every part, I was like, oh, you know, it would be pretty cool if Punisher just came in right now. But like, it's just Punisher just start shooting shit up. But, oh my god, dude, Bullseye? A, yeah, wait, why didn't Matt, like, reach out to, uh... Because he's off the grid. Oh, uh, yeah. I he's always so. off the grid. Matt Matt doesn't know where the fuck he is. Like, he's got his own shit to do. Point, yeah, if he yeah. wanted to, if he wanted to reach out, he would have reached out to the Defenders. Maybe. Or maybe know. he does feel a better connection, but I don't know. I well, I mean, my, I think if he reached well, out to anyone, he would have reached out to Iron Fist, who instead is now, well, we'll get to Iron Fist later. I know. My, my, my point was, like, if he, like, at a certain point in the in the season, he's like, there is no legal way for me to oh, get in terms, Oh, trying to, trying to do, oh, yeah, yeah, so no, he, yeah he Punisher would have been, he at it, some that's point, a job for the Punisher. Yeah, he basically at some point decides, like, there is no other way to fix this. I need, well... It isn't necessarily to say he needs to kill uh, Fisk, but some Fisk needs to die. Yeah. So yeah, that would have been interesting if he. Had and then uh, to the very end, the, the three, the basically the Mexican standoff. Oh, oh my god! That was, god. Yeah, that. Last I want to watch the. Fight. I just need to watch that part again. That was so good. I. They did a really I good can't job. even. That was so fucking. They did such good. a good job with Bullseye in this season. Like they somehow found a a, a villain that, and granted, Bullseye is a uh, typical. Uh, villain for daredevil to fight but it's just interesting that like one of the things that makes daredevil so effective is because of his ex like extra sensitive senses yeah. he can like hide around just around a corner and like he doesn't need to look around the corner to see when someone's coming he just can know where, where so basically he can know where other people are yeah. th through walls without them knowing where he is but uh bullseye has the ability to like like his name implies he's just so accurate that you can't even so like he, he just fucking so he did the office the office portion the yeah, office fight the when he's just throwing random shit at, at was, matt and that it's was just like oh my god that was the scene that made me go like oh shit he actually is like a, a match for the daredevil because like daredevil was doing his normal thing like hiding behind a wall to try to like wait for his moment to strike and then bullseye was just like well i know he's hiding him behind that wall he's just waiting for like his moment to strike so i'll just like throw shit at the walls around and like ricochet them at him so like he, he forced daredevil to move because daredevil couldn't stay there and like basically he nullified one of his like few advantages yeah and, and i was like damn they actually did a really good job of showing that like this guy in particular is a problem for Matt. It's 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 it, the show goes to show you that it's the best one because even with the supporting cast, everyone does a good job. Whereas oh, yeah. in like Luke Cage and Jessica Jones, you're like I have fucking Patsy like Walker, both fucking oh, like uh, what's her face, um, yeah. Mariah Stokes. I 
hated Mariah yeah, so like, much. You don't, no one likes Mariah Stokes. Yeah. And like she, the sad thing is, she was fine in the first season of Luke Cage, but like the, she just because went. she wasn't in the front. Um, yeah, maybe that was it. It because the main villain was Cottonmouth, and then it was Diamondback, and she's kind of she was there on the more cunning side. Where well, not cut, but like um. She was the face of the business at that point. Yeah, and he was like behind the scenes. You have these the like dark shades was doing on. all yeah. that stuff for her, and then like I don't know, I never really liked. And then this one, it's basically you took away the other villains, and it's just her. But then you bring in um, Bushmaster, and, and he was way awesome. He was <laughs> <laughs> Luke Cage. Harlem is mine now. I just love his so, accent. His accent I fucking was so love good. That guy. <laughs> uh, what what would he say? He's like Harlem is my birthright. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I loved it, dude. I really, I love that character. You ain't faster than Usain Bolt, you know. I like, I never said that. Yeah. And then just showing his stuff in the, um, back home, like the whole his, yeah. his history. Like when he they show his history, you're up. like, oh, I get it. I get it. It makes sense now. Like, Bushmaster has like an actual. Yeah, he's like pretty justified going after the Stokes. Yeah. Like, <laughs> it's like, dude, I, I, fuck, I, I'm gonna be honest, even if I was Luke Cage, I'd be like, fucking dude, go like, for it. I don't give a the shit. The scene where he, like, Mama Mabel, like, burned down his, like, she's home. hella drunk. She's like, I'll give a yeah. fuck. Yeah, yeah, she like, burned their she asses like, alive. Yeah, she, like, walks past him as he's, like, on his knees, like, crying because his, like, mom is burning to death in his house. And she just goes, like, sorry, baby, and walks away. I was like, what the fuck? How are you so cold? Uh, yeah, so... So, like, there, I guess it weren't, like... That season of Luke Cage wasn't all that. Yeah, but, uh, but Daredevil <laughs> has just... Everyone's... Everyone does a good job. And yeah, especially um, the sure. new... What was the, the... The FBI? Oh, yeah. Uh, um... Nadim. Yeah, an agent agent Nadim. He was he His was a really was good. So good. He was such a good supporting I character. I really liked him. Yeah, cuz you already have Fog and Karen. They do a really great job and then you have this and guy. They have really good stories of their own. Yeah, they had amazing stories of their own, especially the the way they have Foggy. Yeah, Foggy's the backstory. The shit he goes through. Or not and, backstory. Like Foggy's, yeah, the like the stuff that happens with his family business and like his attempted uh run for da and then you understand i'll be honest when they were doing karen's backstory i was really interested but at the same time i knew what was supposed to happen next at the present day so i was just kind of like oh this is real it was it's <laughs> it's nothing against the character it really isn't i want to know about it but just knowing exactly what's about to happen once it's done yeah you just, just want to get to there you're, you're like you're oh so, god he's gonna go to the church like, you so badly want to see what happens next that like you still appreciate seeing her backstory and then explaining why she's like where she was when she first showed up but bulls is about to get to the but, church and you yeah, just want to see him like, get to the church like, yeah. <laughs> i was like i can't i can't please give it give me the fucking you can't do the past shit i flashbacks don't do well when it's about to be something crazy i said i hate when they do that it's like you know something insane is about to happen, so they're like, "We're gonna, we're gonna make you wait one episode because this yeah. only this episode is just gonna be filler." And you're like, "No, no!" But yeah, no, it was. Oh my god, Daredevil was a good time. I we'll talk a little bit more about just the Netflix Marvel stuff later on for the news, yeah. just because of the cancellations. But uh, another movie I saw. So there are two movies I saw. I think like almost. I think it was two days in a row. So I saw The Predator. 
Uh, Did you see that? No. Okay, James, that movie. Holy shit. I, I don't... Okay, Shane Black... I, he's a really good director. Like, he did The Good Guys, or Nice... I think it was Nice Guys with Russell Crowe and, like, Ryan Gosling, that cop movie. It was really, really fucking good. And then he did Iron Man 3, which was also really fucking good. Like, I really like both of those movies. And... Basically, so far, I hadn't seen a bad one. And then he made The Predator. And he either did one of two things. One, he actually was like, uh, maybe, I guess I fucked up, and he just didn't do a good movie. Or two... He knew exactly what he wanted to do, and he knew exactly what kind of quality it would be, and he was like, fuck it, I'm gonna make the most ridiculous, raunchy fucking movie you could think of, and it's just gonna have fucking braided hair aliens running around, just fucking shit up, and then other things, and I, I can't even describe what i watched like okay do you want to i'm not this isn't really a spoiler i mean if you understand what i if you crack down what i'm saying like the whole thing of it i was very confused do you want to know the, the premise i was very confused in one of the trailers when like w- like a larger predator came out of nowhere <laughs> do, do you want to know the premise of this movie i think i heard it at some point but i forgot what is it so, i personally don't really care i it's <laughs> not i mean it's it's sort of a spoiler but if you don't know and you're just going into the movie and you you'll you won't really understand it at first you really won't but well actually maybe we'll see but it's it's the, the premise of the predator is the alien's quest for asperger's what exactly james like cartman's asperger's not his ass, <laughs> but I'm not joking when I say it's an alien's quest for it's an alien's quest for Asperger's. Oh wait, I did hear about this at and some point. Like, I I just, I did, I, I never thought I could say that. In real life. Didn't <laughs> wasn't it like they actually they st- make an entire movie about that, and you you don't you don't actually understand because. You don't think about it, because if you ever ask someone that watched it, you're like, hey, what's this movie about? The most straightforward bottom line answer is that. That is literally the most straightforward bottom line answer you could think of. I'm not going to spoil it right now, just because I truly think people should see this movie, because it's so fucking ridiculous. (laughs) Like, it's... James, it was probably the funniest movie of the year when it wasn't supposed to be. It is the number one comedy of the year by far, and because this is the best part. I don't think they knew that it was 2018 because they say the most because you know it's like everyone's like it's 2018 you can't say that anymore we thought it was yeah. funny last year but yeah. this year we're serious about it so they don't they didn't get they didn't they didn't get the memo so they say whatever the fuck they want and it's the best thing i'm just like i can't i can't i can't do this right now it's so fucking good <laughs> like i kind of wanted to see it when it first came out because i heard it was like cheesy funny but i just dude this it's so fucking ridiculous and it's really fucking stupid but it's so fucking good it's not good in the bit of like oh this is quality good it's good because i'm just so entertained i'm laughing so hard right now i can't even mm-hmm. deal with this like i do like i love that movie <laughs> I, the best thing to it, no because i think gotham's actually better i can't say that it's gonna be like you know it's like it's like the gotham of movies but i think gotham that would be saying 
quality-wise, that's kind of mean to Gotham. <laughs> I'm not really sure, but, like, it's... I'm not even joking here right now. You can't see, but right now my jaw hurts Wait, from smiling and laughing right now from this movie. Gotham, the show, is higher quality than I, I don't know. I don't... I, you know, I, I think in terms of writing, maybe, or in terms of, like, the plot, I think Gotham is better, maybe. Yeah. I, I don't... <laughs> I don't know. It's that's it's a low so bar fucking, for me. <laughs> you have to understand this movie's. I, I think I have to buy this movie. It's just <laughs> so fucking ridiculous. I can't. I can't describe it. You just have to watch it because okay. I feel like half the shit I describe, I just get in trouble, and people will be like, "You can't say that," and I'd be like, "But it, it happened. What do you want me to do?" Like that one scene <laughs> in Teen Wolf. <laughs> it's. The, it's the whole thing. It's the whole fucking movie. Uh, it's it's so fucking good. But okay, okay. Ah shit, this will make me laugh too. Not as much, but fucking fucking Venom. You saw Venom. Oh, I saw Venom. <laughs> I'm I'm a huge Venom fan, so I I had to see it, good or bad, oh and it was better than I expected, but not very good. Oh my god, Venom, that movie, so I love it because the whole time defend like, yo, you guys don't know, it could be really good, it could be an amazing movie, I watch it, I'm like, I was wrong, I was so wrong. I love that they very clearly <laughs> went back and reshot the scenes where they pronounced symbiote, because so many people complained about the trailers where she's like, we call them symbiotes, and everyone's like, why are you saying it that way? Dude, and so oh in, in the movies, they they very clearly say symbiotes like yeah. it not, like it should be. <laughs> Dude, every, okay, so every person I've talked to, it's weird because this movie is the easiest movie to agree on in general. I've never, I actually haven't really had any, any conflicting ideas with anyone yet who I've talked to this movie uh, about the movie with. Did you know tater tots are an equal exchange, uh, like source of food as? protein yeah you didn't know that you fool no, just yeah. but yeah so don't eat steak eat tots just in general in the movie so tom hardy at for me personally and literally maybe except for you but every everyone else i've ever talked to and like i talked to people i work that I, the comic store i shop at the people that work there i talked to brandon and some other people as well everyone universally was like all right tom hardy is eddie brock and venom was amazing i really truly liked him as those characters i want to see more of that i not even like i want a second movie i want a second venom easily uh if it gives me more of just tom hardy in those two roles i will take that so fast it's just everything around yeah. tom hardy is straight up trash like it's not even not even yeah sugar how... like it's not good none the, the, the like supporting the... characters are not good the Riot? antagonist is not good right comes out of like fucking nowhere like the third act oh he was right like yeah. all of a sudden there he's like yeah by the way the one symbiote that's been missing for a year that no one looked for or whatever oh no they they briefly looked for fucking it fucking walking he was having a walk about across <laughs> he's just literally going across the entire country i was like what the fuck is happening well, it's right like, now it somehow took like six months for riot to go from the hey man crash. it takes a while to get out of a uh, southeast asia that's I the guess. thing it took six months for him to get to the airport in his like first host I th he literally walked the whole time i think i guess no look i think it showed the, the whatever whichever host he would be in he was just walking the entire mm. time like he i'm i don't even think he took a vehicle he just walked 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 and then didn't 
get into a vehicle until the airport was the first time you got and into that a vehicle. vehicle was a little blonde girl. Ex- uh, yeah, ex- <laughs> Jesus Christ. Yeah, but um, over like every supporting character was not good. Uh, no. Well, okay. Yeah. No. No. Yeah, like there were there was even one. The main bad guy was like not. I didn't give two shits about him. Yeah. Uh, you don't really care about. You honestly will not care about anyone in this movie except for Tom Hardy. Yeah. And you already know he's gonna be fine because he's Tom Hardy. You can't kill Tom Hardy. Except unless it's um, was it Requiem? No, it was Revenant. Unless you're in Revenant, you can't kill Tom Hardy. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Whoops. It'll be wait. fine. It's, it's you should have watched it already. It was an Oscar movie. Come on. Um, that, wait. What? Remember? Shit, that was Tom Hardy. Yeah, Leonardo DiCaprio killed Tom Hardy. Yeah. Oh right. No, I was switching the roles for those two guys. I was like, wait. Yeah. I thought Leonardo DiCaprio was the dude that got buried alive. No. Yeah. So Tom Hardy's dead. Uh, but yeah. So his role in there like tom hardy is now my current favorite working actor at this moment because the other two are really old which is harrison ford clint eastwood Mm. so tom hardy has become my number three he is literally like i love watching this man in movies he's amazing but yeah in these roles i want venom too they can really do a great sequel especially with that i mean it's not even a this isn't even a spoiler the villain of uh, venom 2 will uh, be Carnage, and it will be played yeah. by. Uh, I don't understand how Woody but, Harrelson. Yeah. Woody Harrelson will be Carnage, and that will be amazing because then you have a really, really good actor playing a very big villain, and then you have Tom Hardy still. So then you have two people that yeah. you might care about. So right there, there's already hope for a better sequel than the original. Yeah. But if Please. they just if they just pay attention to everything people didn't like about the first one, and it's it's literally just make the plot stronger and more like just more better and uh just have the characters be less shitty just make them more fleshed out i also make them more just you care about them more i also would like them to go for an r rating because it's yeah with carnage they have to go for an r rating i don't see how you can there were like a couple scenes in venom where he like bites a dude's head off like he does in the comics occasionally and but they do it I mean, the movie was PG-13, so they did it in such a way where, like, you kind of... You don't see him bite the head off itself. There's you no know. blood or anything, but they just, like, heavily imply, off, yeah. like, angles and stuff. Also that... Eddie, Eddie you're a pussy. <laughs> yeah. Also that Eddie was like, you just ate that dude's head. Fuel in the tank. <laughs> I, dude, I love Venom talking. So it was the, so good. That's the thing. Is like, I actually... I did really enjoy the... Uh, the bond between Eddie and Venom. The Venom yeah, they were. Movie. I just like I said earlier that it, it, he didn't really feel like the Eddie Brock and, in the comics, and Venom the from the comics. Yeah, but like in the movie, it was still like an enjoyable character. It just wasn't the tone i was expecting from the character which i don't think we'll get and it's just another thing of like i mean well no we have that in other things too just like the uh, problem is like eddie brock like at the point where he well he's an asshole in the comics well at the point where he became venom in the comics there was a lot that got him to that point of being at the lowest point that he like i think it would be difficult for him to get to that stuff just because there's no peter well it would take too long And and that's the thing is like well, here's the weird thing: is in the movie, they mentioned that he had to leave New York, New York, for some reason, and they 
imply Andrew Garfield fucked his oh life God. up. Like yeah, well they they imply that he for some reason well okay in the movie they say he phrases it as I lost my job because I was asking questions that no one wanted me to ask and they fired me. While in the comic it was he tried to write a story on a serial killer and like he, for it was something like he accused the wrong person of being the the serial killer and then like later on spider-man ended up apprehending the real killer and so it, it showed eddie brock is a uh oh, f- uh phony or, or whatever whatever you call it like he, yeah. he lied in his investigative reporting uh so that's how he lost his job at the day da- i think it was the daily bugle yes yeah, bugle uh and that's why he blamed peter uh, or spider-man spider-man for um for hit losing his job and it, it actually wasn't supposedly it wasn't immediately that he like got fired and then became venom it like he was like a scrawny dude for a long time he only got super jacked after he lost his job because that was how he dealt with his depression was he just got like really into bodybuilding and like the reason why he was in the church at the time when spider-man was ripping off the symbiote was like he went there to pray to god to like kill spider-man or kill like i don't i don't think it was peter but... i remember tougher grace said it in spider-man 3 yeah he he just like he killed peter parker yeah and yeah i don't i could have sworn he had like beef with peter parker too for some reason in the comics but i, I don't know either way oh, yeah, yeah we got it uh, either way like that that was so it took a while for him to become venom and like that was he was at like the lowest point in his life and they kind of covered that in the movie where he again uh is too harsh supposedly on like the head of the life foundation who's the bad guy and somehow that dude pulls his strings and gets eddie fired yeah and then and then it goes into like he loses his girlfriend and then six months later he's still like a loser or whatever like somehow no one will hire him anymore uh because he got blacklisted basically yeah so like they kind of do a little bit of from the comics but you still don't get that iconic scene of like the church bell ringing and it like the suit falling onto him and him having that realization of like oh my god peter and spider-man are the same person and then you get that like great venom just growling like parker like it's I really liked that. Like the the suit and Eddie Brock had a similar hatred for the same person. They just didn't know, or at least Eddie didn't know that Spider Man was the same person. Yeah. And so that that was what bound them together so well at that moment was their mutual hatred for Spider Man slash Peter Parker. And obviously in a movie that doesn't involve involve spider-man they couldn't do any of that so like the way they did it was fine it just wasn't as good as if they had been able to include spider-man or something but gotcha all right yeah a lot of yeah sorry i really like venom so i could go yeah, I got you though for sure. And then in the circle of four events, it's not. We're not doing that. It's not even the same event. No. Uh, yeah. But I really liked Flash Thompson. Yeah, I know he's, he's dead now. Don't worry about it. What? You know that they killed him. He's dead in the comics. I know he became Andy Venom again. Oh, no. uh, Osborne killed him. God damn it! 
Yeah, and uh, and Dan Slot's uh, a, a accredited final episode issue of his, his seven hundred or whatever the hell it was. Damn it! Uh, he uh, Red Goblin killed him. Yeah, I'm a little behind in Venom. Yeah, I, I Norman to... Osborn and Carnage fused, became Red Goblin, killed Anti Venom, killed a uh, Flash, and then uh, yeah, and then now Norman Osborn's crazy and he thinks he's Cletus Cassidy, which is really funny weird yeah so he doesn't i guess now he doesn't remember again that peter's spider-man <laughs> and apparently though uh, i haven't read it yet but in the current run i think uh eddie can talk to T- flash because they were both venom hosts interesting so it's kind of like uh uh other shows and movies and media where a character there's a item that houses the consciousness or whatever past uh it's like avatar uh, last mm-hmm. Airbender. It's like the okay. older avatars and shit, I think. It's supposed to be like that. So Eddie's there. It, uh, Flash Thompson's there. But otherwise, Flash Thompson, for all t- intents purposes, is dead. Okay. Yeah. But okay, so uh, next up, I watched Castlevania on Netflix, seasons Ooh, one and two. I, I saw that, too. Or se- I had already watched the first season, but season two, I really, really Dude, liked. Dude, that season one was cool, and then season two was also really cool. Like, I, these are... I'm pretty. I I think I could say without a doubt these are probably the best video game adaptations I've ever seen. Oh, easily. Like yeah. I, the as a longtime Castlevania fan, the amount of fan service that they put into the episodes where they don't even like really point it out is like, see, see, this is a reference to old Castlevania. It's just like they'll just put something in from one of the games, and it's just like you you as a fan could go like, I, I know that. I recognize that. Those are from some Symphony of the Night. Like, Whereas oh, I me, know. I haven't played the games yet, but this, if anything, makes me want to play it more. There, I know it, it sounds bad that I don't know it's the best video game adaptation, but I think I, in terms of usually a really good video game adaptation is a movie or show that is actually good. Mm, so mm-hmm. I think that's in the sense of what I was trying to say because most, I would say 95% of the time, they are really bad. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's one interesting thing about this, uh, the first two seasons of Castlevania is they kind of, I think they cover the story of Dra- Castlevania 3. I heard, yeah. I, was, I heard it was and, 3. Like, I ne- I, oh, man. Did I ever play that one? I probably play, played it a little bit. Wait, shit. I don't know. I don't know. Like, the first three are, like, very similar. Yeah, because they're all the no, next, the right? Second, the second one was a bit more the, like, later metroidvania style it was like a little bit open world but it was also a lot of obscure shit where it's like you got to kneel in the corner of the map with this like certain item equipped and a tornado will come along and take you to the next level and like you would never know to do that without nintendo power but anyway like there are just a lot of things in uh this new season of castlevania that like were straight out of the games like uh one of the characters the devil forge uh, master the the silver haired one anyway yeah he, uh was his name uh Ange- no it wasn't angelo it was uh that was from gundam <laughs> wasn't it um man i can't remember Shit. but apparently he's, he's cool <laughs> yeah he's from one of the ps2 games like you you play as him in one of the PS2 games. Oh really? And like I it was one of those weird things where like I I'm not very well versed in the PS2 games because those were like not really they weren't like I've bad. never heard people talk about them. Yeah, it's one of those things where like they're okay, but they're not what Castlevania. It was usually just for. on the NES, the SNES, and the PS1. Yeah, pretty much. Um, so 
Oh no, what was I saying? I hate when that happens. Talking about the Forge Master. Yeah, so like it was one of those things where like I I recognized his outfit in, in the beginning, but I couldn't place where I saw it from, and then eventually it clicked to me. I was like, oh right, he was on the cover of one of those PS2 games. Um, and there, there's like a scene where like a, a fight scene happens at some point, and the, like the music that they play under it is straight out of one of the areas in in symphony of the night and like i immediately recognized it i can't i still can't remember what area it was from but i was like i know that song that song is from the games that's super cool that they're scoring this awesome fight to a really awesome version of a song from the castlevania series which also if you're not aware the castlevania series at least the earlier games are really well known for their really well done music so that was really cool enough that um mondo has the first four games on vinyl i can see that yeah yeah like it's yeah top to bottom this the whole the, the whole show is great but this last season was like really really well done yeah i i loved it a lot i already can't wait for season three when that comes out and they did confirm it's happening oh god and they somehow make dracula like a really tragic character yeah i felt bad i was like fuck. like at the end when uh him and ali card fight yeah, i was just like damn yeah the scene where he finally like kind of realizes what he's doing and like the, the the sorrow in his voice of like what have i done like you could do you hear you can hear the voice of a of a disappointed it, father it just when he says like my boy what am i doing i, I, I was like tears started forming like oh, oh my god. god no dad play uh, fuck you dad <laughs> well yeah no, definitely watch it if you have oh, netflix absolutely. like you just should watch you the show any... it's only all right so season one is four episodes season two is eight yeah each one is only tw- like 25 minutes so it's literally this whole thing is less than four hours long yeah it's not for a show for two seasons that is pretty good like honestly actually wait i think yeah yeah it's, it's yeah it's less than four hours long i i would honestly i, think. I would recommend it even if five, you're not five hours i would honestly recommend it even if you're not like a fan of the castlevania series just because it's just so entertaining by itself yeah it's yeah like for you, someone that's never played castlevania uh it, this just makes me want to play castlevania i've never played it before yeah. it was just that good it's like you don't need to know any of the backstory from any of the games it, it tells its story by itself just fine yeah all right. Next up, uh, I watched. I, I've watched like I think of three or four episodes of South Park. Uh, I've gotten up to Tegrity Farms. <laughs> Do that. It's still. I, I think I like this. I'm not sure if I like it more than the last couple seasons. Where the last couple seasons were very. Um, like they had high points, but it wasn't. They were no. The, it's just the continuity was so connective, where it was mm. one over overarching story plot. Whereas this one's a little more stretched over to back to individual. I mean, there's still stuff that carries over, but it's just still individual stuff. It's not an overarching story. I mean, they've done Man Bear Pig for the last, like, two or three episodes. So there's still, like, ongoing things, but it's not, like, the whole season. Yeah. And they've, too, they, they, we won't go into spoilers, really, but just the, they stay very relevant, especially with their schools. Uh, Yeah, it's, basically, uh, there's school shootings as if, it's the most regular thing in the world where they just it's they're used to it in this show now like this whole season there's yeah. just 
at least the episodes I've seen, there's just always a school shooting, it's and like, you're just like, okay, well, yeah. I guess we're used to it now. It's like I love in the in like the first episode, like there's a school shooting, and Sharon's like, Stan, did you tell your dad what happened at school today? Like, oh, I, I failed the math test, and like he, he doesn't even like think of the yeah, school shooting. Yeah, she's like, what? You, there was a shooting in your school, and he's like, he yeah, like, yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Oh yeah, there was a shooting. Like, well, did you do it, Stan? Like. No. Well, okay then. Like, yeah. What? <laughs> <laughs> it was, yeah. It was. It was. It's a good. Like the the, the seasons. I'm enjoying it so far. Um, uh, probably can get through the next like the episodes. I've kind of fallen behind on. It shouldn't take too long to catch up. Uh, next up, I also watched Mayans. So this is a spinoff of Sons of Anarchy. The Mayans are the Mexican motorcycle club. Yeah, they were in the show. Yeah, they were, so they were in the show, it was the Oakland chapter that was in the Sense of Anarchy show. This is the Los Angeles chapter. Mm. So they're a lot more in uh, relationship with the cartels, and the cartels are kind of the overarching antagonists for the most part, even though they're working together at the moment, but it's more of like, you do what we say because so we're like the cartel. Uneasy, not, I was going to say uneasy alliance, but it's more of just like an uneasy business partnership. Uh, it's There's relationships with like, you see a lot of different characters. I guess the, I feel like a lot of people will probably watch, they're listen, whoever will listen to this, odds are they most likely aren't watching this show. Uh, the main thing with it is there is the overarching leader of the Mayans is the leader that was in Sense of Anarchy, Alvarez, if I remember correctly. Mm. And he pretty much is loyal to the cartel because of the current cartel boss's father. Uh, they had a really good relationship to where I guess he pretty much got Alvarez's undying loyalty. So anything the cartel asks, Alvarez will be like, you know, no problem, man. It's not out of fear. It's more of out of like dedication. And then the chapter leader of LA will do whatever Alvarez says. And even some of the other characters go over, they're like, this is what they do. Whereas um, some of the people in the LA chapter are like, not for the cartel at all. And they see the way the winds are blowing sort of with society and everything else. So they're trying to choose a different side, which is the rebels that are fighting the cartel. So you have the MC, you have rebels, you have the cartel, and then most likely, oh, and you also have the FBI, too, who are the ones kind of pulling the strings of the protagonist, because he's basically a mole, for the most part. Mm. And no one knows it, so he isn't an FBI operative. He's just a guy whose his older brother was in the club first, and he joined after... Uh, prison because uh, he he went to prison because he shot a cop by accident. Uh, he didn't mean to. He was trying to kill. Him, I think it seems like basically his mom died and this dude killed his mom. So he went after the guy that killed his mom. And then a cop was behind him. He turns and accidentally shoots. Kills mm. the cop. Other guy gets away. And then he goes to jail. And then his life kind of turns to shit because of that. Who hasn't made that mistake? Right. You know. So <laughs> you try uh, to get some vengeance and you accidentally get the wrong person. So it looks like to stay out of jail, he made a deal with the FBI to inform mm. and so you join the company and it's not even they're after the, the club they're after the cartel they're trying to take down the cartel that's mm. the main goal and it's just like all these different factions trying to do shit so there's like four big factions in here and it's a lot more it's a lot different than sense of anarchy just because it's not a bunch of dudes 
in the Redwood uh, in Redwood City that are doing a bunch of shit. It's a bunch of guys in LA where it's a bunch of cartels and much more, I guess, more relevant, especially in the terms of California, I guess, uh, even though it's more towards the border. And uh, Sons of Anarchy is in it too, or The Sons are. Uh, also a different chapter of The Sons, but uh, I think the leader of the leader of the Sun's Southern chapter is he was in certain episodes of the original show. Like when they get all the heads together, he's like there. So you see him in this one because in sense of anarchy in the beginning, the Mayans and the Suns are at war. And then at a certain point through, they like have a truce and then, uh, they become like literally the biggest, it's like America and Britain during the revolution. And then you get to America and Britain in world war two. That's kind of like how the relationship mm. turns into, where okay. they become like the biggest allies of each other. So now they're like always working together with everything. Uh, but it, so far, it's it's really good. I've watched three or four episodes. I enjoy it a lot. Uh, I think I might enjoy it more than I'm not sure if I enjoy it more than Sons yet. But it seems like there's a few characters crossing over here and there, uh, due to like either flashbacks or just like just crossing over. And it's good so far though. Next up, uh, always sunny in Philadelphia. The current season, I, really I catch up on that. I'm two episodes away from the finale. It's really good. I, I no spoiler here, really, but Dennis comes back mm. really fast. I didn't really expect him to be gone forever, forever, but like just not around as much. Yeah, he. I think he came back in the first episode. Oh, really? Yeah, so he wasn't even gone. <laughs> he like comes back at the end of the episode, and you're just kind of like, okay. And it's as if nothing ever happened, which really did confuse me. I was like, oh, I thought they were actually doing a change here, but then they didn't. But it, it, the episodes are still really funny. For a second, and was like, oh, wait, no, this is terrible. <laughs> yeah, no, it, it gets ridiculous, too, because, like, uh, one of the episodes that are hilarious, I won't say too much, but basically his car, it's all about his car, because while he was gone, oh. it's like, oh, what happened to my car? He loves that car. There was like a whole episode in one, in one of the previous seasons where you tried to sell it and you like refused to sell it to someone unless like it was the perfect person. Oh, so this one is uh, something else happens to so it. He, like he like in that episode he like almost found the perfect person to sell it to until he found out that the dude was just he just wanted to buy it for like his Parts. daughter or oh or like he right, wanted yeah. it to be a, her like excuse me her first like piece of shit car that she could just beat up or whatever and like not give a shit about and he's like you want to give <clears throat> excuse me it's like you want to give my range rover to a young girl this car is no car for young girls or whatever the fuck he said it was it was something i'm a five-star man <laughs> but yeah <laughs> he, he went insane off of the guy the the current season like there's a uh the one i'm in the middle of there's a two-part episode for the super bowl and it's charlie's perspective i'll just say this it's charlie's perspective and it becomes home alone dude charlie's episodes are always the best episodes it's it's so stupid but it's so fucking good and you really get to see how charlie's mind works and and you're like oh that's fucking weird (laughs) it's so good though um i can't wait to watch the second part and then the finale but yeah i'm enjoying it a lot Definitely watch it for sure. That one, it's the most yeah, offensive. That's one of those show. That I'm just like I've been waiting for it to show up on. Hulu I feel like they like get. It, I mean, it seems like it was inspired by Seinfeld, right? Um, seems like it. Yeah, it's kind of in that vein of like it. It doesn't it's really just, have. Like, I feel like that because like uh, well, the the main 
like I guess point of Seinfeld that they start covering like years later is like they they had a running gag where they they started trying to make a show about nothing, which was a playoff of like the sh- show Seinfeld. If you really think about it, is yeah. not about anything. It's just like isn't it? They do stuff and then fuck up or something. Yeah, basically, it's just like it's the daily lives of these like four characters. Four. Kramer, Seinfeld, uh, Elaine, and George. Yeah, like the four the four main characters. Like what's going on with them today like that was basically yeah. the thing like there was no overarching plot there was no like romance that you know oh, will jerry and elaine ever get together like it wasn't like how i met your mother or whatever like there was no point to the show it was just these people doing funny shit and they, you just don't notice it until they point it out years later that like it's a show about nothing anyway i guess it's always something is a bit like that where there is no like central plot it's just about what's going on with these people that it's, uh, that it's own a bar how together. they basically try to do something and then fuck it up and <laughs> then it's really funny yeah but besides that uh what else uh, oh yeah i'm i want to say three or four i think i'm three episodes into the chilling adventures of sabrina that's that's on my list to watch. It's I used to so watch far so show. so far so good. It, it's I mean it's really cool. It I, is not for kids. Yeah, uh, at first I thought it would be for kids because I thought of Sabrina the Teenage Witch. No, and I, I just thought about the I show with they, Melissa. I heard they went dark with it. Yeah, no, I was like, oh, it's gonna be like uh, Melissa Joan Hart, and then yeah. Salem's like Sabrina. She and, had a funny. And kid. then you watch this, and then you're like, the first <laughs> one of the first things that happens, you're just like, oh fuck, okay, yeah, no, this isn't for kids. Huh. Like if something happens to a character and you're just like, well, you can't even, you can't even do this in Riverdale, man. <laughs> like you can't do that shit. <laughs> I gotta watch that. Yeah, no, it, it gets it's 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 good so far though. I'm enjoying it, and it's funny because the way some of them talk for witchcraft stuff, it's it's so casual because they're witches. You don't think about they don't think about it, and you're like, oh yeah, I guess that would be regular to them. Hmm. The way they talk about it, it's like, oh, it's my dark baptism. I can't wait. I'm so excited, and you're like, what the <laughs> fuck. All right. I love in the first show, like the original show, like the reason why her uncle was a black cat or whatever was because that's like wizard, like uh, punishment. Like if you do something, like essentially if you do like a capital offense that's like way against their laws, like the, instead of sentencing you to death, they (laughs) just turn you into a black cat so you can't do magic anymore. (laughs) Uh, the the animals in this one are a little bit there. There's a completely different way they do it. Oh really? Yeah, you'll see that when you watch. Yeah, it. no, it's it's been on my list to watch. I just got sidetracked with some other stuff. <laughs> All right, and then uh, last two for me, which one you watched? But uh, Overlord, I saw that yesterday. I want to watch that. That so it's Supernatural World War II. Is for I'll be honest, until up until I was watching it. I, I still was like, oh, it's probably like, uh, I wonder how this ties into Cloverfield. <laughs> and then apparently J.J. Abrams had to keep telling people, he had to come out and do like a full release of like, this this isn't related to Cloverfield. Oh, that's funny. Apparently. but And it's not, it's not, it's not related to Cloverfield after watching it, but it's Supernatural World, World War II. Like, and I- it's... When it's I the closest the... thing to Wolfenstein, the, the movie. Well, the funny thing is when I saw the... That actually sounds pretty close. Yeah, but well, I, I haven't seen it yet, but like that's what the trailers look like. But honestly, when I saw the first trailer for Overlord, I had not heard about it until I saw the trailer. And 
it was one of those things where like I could have hit skip on YouTube, but I was just like, what is this? And I honestly thought it was a trailer for a Call of Duty Zombies movie. Uh, you you like, almost feel like that at certain points, but it doesn't get... Well, I mean, it still is. Well, it was but. like, I think what flashed into my mind was like, oh shit, did they finally make that Call of Duty movie? Is this like the first trailer for that Call of Duty movie that they've been like kicking about for years, I think? Like, is that a thing? That's they're, yeah, they're trying to make one. I, yeah. I, I, uh, and so, honest, I don't follow it anymore. So in my mind, when, when they switched to like zombies, I was like, wait, did they make a Call of Duty Zombies movie? And I've, I never heard of it until they made a trailer. And no, it wasn't. It's unrelated at all. But it, it just it looks very much like a Call of Duty zombies movie. Yeah. And the characters are kind of, I mean, they're pretty much easy to read. Like you're like, oh, here's the the New York guy that hates kids, but you know he's gonna help the kids. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's the main character who can't hurt a fly, but he's gonna have to fight people eventually. There's the tough sort. There's the tough uh, officer, even though he's like a corporal. That's like, oh, he's got a story behind him, but you won't find out what it is, and he's mm-hmm. got a dark past. Or so. I don't fucking. You just you get all the kind of gimmicky characters, but they're still well. Like they don't detract from the movie. Because even though things are really obvious, you're still like, oh, this is really enjoy. Like, you enjoy pretty much the entire movie. I-, I had a good time with it. It's not something that's like, oh, this is an amazing film. But it's just like, you know, it was a good, it was a good blockbuster, I'd say. Mm. It was a good, it was a good watch. And then last was Wreck-It Ralph 2, Ralph Breaks the Internet. Yeah, well, I just saw that with you. Oh, my God. I, I really enjoyed it. Like, I liked the first one, but the second one was really good. It- it's very much... Um, relevant so the kids won't understand it but it tackle the whole premise of it is relationships yeah especially like the relationships between a couple is the main thing of it and like if you love something you should be you able don't to let it. you don't yeah. well don't don't yeah. give it but it's about relationships and this movie came out like i think less than a week ago that's not like really yeah it just came out huh. but yeah it's about it, it it has them go through the internet and you get to see a ton, and I mean a ton of ad placement. Yeah. Like, you can't even imagine how many companies probably were like, hey, I'll pay to put this in. It was so funny to see, like, physical representations of, like, Google and uh, Instagram. Like, like, Instagram was basically, like, an art gallery. <laughs> Twitter was a tree of birds oh, God, tweeting. That was, that was so funny. Like, one tweets something, and it just, like, it, it turns into, like, a swarm of birds just tweeting yep. the same thing. It was, it was cat photos ebay like the whole the biggest one was probably ebay but that's because it actually the plot was with it yeah that was they went there to buy something yeah and uh, overall like it it wasn't i mean they went crazy with disney but at the same time this is done by disney so they can do whatever they want oh my god so you get to disney and you like you look from you look from left to right you see a giant kermit you see star wars tie fighters flying around you see iron man floating up there you see buzz light here you have every single medium and you're just kind of like holy shit how often are you going to see all of this in one place unless it's like a Lego movie or something? Yeah. Oh God. It, it really went over the top when it, when you get to the, uh, Disney princesses. Yeah. I mean, that was this movie so is, well done. this movie, you can tell it kind of, it, it's very relevant with everything current. So it's very, very, very female heavy. Hmm. Uh, like yeah, I could in terms that. of the cast, actually, I'm like, 
it's cast was majority female yeah no the cast was highly majority so in in this isn't really a spoiler but in yeah, the Ralph mo- was one of the few males in the, in the whole movie. Like the only only one I can think of is like the search engine guy. Uh, search engine, search engine guy, Ralph. Oh, and then the uh, the, the, the pop up guy, pop up guy, <laughs> and fix it, Felix. All right, yeah, yeah. Those are the four pretty much in it. Oh, and then like the two minor guys in Shank's crew. Yeah, and then there are even in guys. Shank's crew though. It was like three out of five of them. Yeah, it was like mostly females. Yeah. And it's it just seems like it's very relevant towards currently everything going on today, where they also throw a lot of shit at like the old school Disney princesses of like oh they very much address the whole <laughs> gimmick of princesses and like oh my god all these things with like all with these men in it yeah, and, all these dated stories if you look back are like kind of not great towards women <laughs> and you're just like oh yeah that makes a lot of sense like especially Ariel's is like. Di- did a like undersea? I mean, witch- Ariel's is just you, you. You watch Ariel and you're like, oh, I yeah. think Ariel's. I think she might be crazy. Huh? You don't really. <laughs> well, it's like, <laughs> it's like, did an undersea witch take your voice to uh, to give you human uh, legs? But always just like, oh God, no. Who would do that? It's, it's like, like, yeah, wait, yeah, that's a kind of not a great story. You know, the princesses are very. You, you see all the different ones, and it, they're really done well. They're high, they're highly well done. I cracked up so hard every time Pocahontas speaks. They like have wind flowing through her hair, even though like she's clearly the only person is doing that too. Yeah, kind of because like that's like the iconic shot from her in, in the in Pocahontas is her yeah. on like the cliff with the wind blowing through her hair oh god it was so funny <laughs> each princess has a i mean some of them have a little bit less time than the others but they honestly they try to rotate between them all the one i mean they pretty much put ariel probably the most just because of the random things she says and you're like she literally keeps sing, saying the most random shit and you're like what the fuck? okay i really loved seeing the princesses ditch their like usual outfits for like normal comfy clothes and they're like ah this is much better <laughs> yeah and there there's the the way they transition and we won't tell you oh, but God, the I way laughed. they transition was so fucking so funny because when they do it you're like are they allowed to do that isn't that someone else's i'm pretty sure that's someone else's but they got yeah. it okay um <laughs> oh, yeah it, it was a good time uh highly recommended it's oh absolutely. it's it's weird because it's it comes in a year where there's already two really good animated movies that it's not going to surpass it's not going to be for me it's not going to be incredibles 2 and it's not going to be mm, isle of dogs right, right, especially right. isle of dogs that was movie that was this year yeah that was this year oh my god see it's been a long it's been a long year man 2018 has been a fucking I, mean, I, I, I missed that one but i, I honestly thought that was last yeah. year <laughs> I, i'm not sure where this falls in because so far oh shit sorry about that uh so far um Hang on, I'm just gonna fucking delete that part anyway. Who cares? Uh, so far, there's been Black Klansman, Sorry to Bother You, Incredibles 2, Island Dogs. Like, those have been my top movies this year so far. I feel like I've said so far so many times. But, the, yeah. Oh, there's the, still a month to go. Yeah, that, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh my god, Aquaman hasn't come out yet. Dude, I'm I really s- hope that movie's good. I'm so if, excited for I, Aquaman. I want that movie to be so like, fucking good. Because no one... People don't get it because people always make fun of Aquaman or they don't even give a shit about Aquaman or they don't even know who Aquaman no, is. See, that's the thing. is like I, I know very little about Aquaman and even I'm still like looking at these trailers going like, that looks fucking cool. Like, yeah. I, know, I, like I know... Uh, what I know of Aquaman is that like Arthur Curry can kind of control fish, sort of. Like, he doesn't literally speak to them. But... 
uh, that and like one of his main villains is Black Manta, who has like a weird looking helmet. Yeah, and and yet somehow in the trailers he just looks he, like a giant yeah. uh, a, a diver. Yeah, he has that helmet, but like the whole suit actually still looks cool. And then like I d- honestly didn't think that they could put him in his traditional like orange and green Iron Man, sorry Aquaman suit, and have it look good. And holy shit, that one shot of him with the trident in the suit, I'm just like, holy fuck, I'm not even an, an Aquaman fan, and that was Most cool. people aren't. I'll be honest, there's probably, even out of all comic book fans, I can guarantee you 0.2% are Aquaman fans. <laughs> and But for those that do, like, dude, I I jumped into Aquaman with Jeff Johns running, uh, well, actually, no, it was before New, so New 52 well, you've started. You've telling me for years that Aquaman is, like, really Yeah, really since dead. 2011, I have been reading Aquaman. And it's been, I have not been disappointed. Like, I have highly enjoyed that character. Uh, he came back, I think I started reading him during the Blackest Night shit, is when they brought him back to to life. Or he well, was he like a zombie, back. and then in Brightest State, he was actually alive again. And I was like, oh, this is really cool. And I thought about it, because I was trying to think. It was, I think the way I, just, I, I got into Aquaman was... My favorite superhero has always been, like, Batman and Nightwing. Like, Nightwing is probably my overall favorite hero, but Batman... It's it's Nightwing in comics, specifically in certain areas, and, like, I made series has been my favorite, but Batman overall, just because he's kind of, like, that entire genre in general. But in terms of powers, I was always like, what power would I like? Like, who would I like with powers? And I thought, like, I've really only watched, like... Uh, in terms of, like, when I was a kid, I watched X-Men. I, I watched Spider-Man, Superman, Static Shock and because batman and the others were just human and i'm trying to think of like well who do i like that has powers what power would i want i'm like do i want to be superman i mean that's what i would assume the easiest choice because you'd be basically a god well that and you basically have all the powers you have flight you have super speed you have super strength or do you want to be a mutant do you want to be spider-man and i'm like i thought about it and i'm like what's something i've always wanted to do that i can't and I was like, I fucking suck at swimming. Mm. And I freak out in the water sometimes because I was never, I never really learned. So when I do go in there, like I, 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 my, my heart rate will probably start going a lot faster. I've uh, recently learned how while I was at school, I kind of, I had friends on the swim team that helped me, which made things a lot easier. I'm still not that good, but at least I can move in the water, which is very nice. But... I thought about it and I was like, oh shit, I would love to have Aquaman's powers. One, I can go into the water, not have to worry about breathing, so yeah, I'm free cool. to really move wherever I want to, plus I'd probably be really, really good at moving underwater. Two, I don't have to worry about anything because I can communicate with it and just be like, hey, I can kind of tell you what to do so you won't kill me. And so I just get to see all of this aquatic life and just watch it and not have to worry about anything. And then three, I thought about it and I'm like, because it's like when I think about things and it's like everyone loves space exploration, everyone loves NASA and just like turning to space. I do too. But the one thing I'm more interested in is deep sea exploration. Oh, no. I mean, that that's not uncommon that we, I, I mean, I don't know how true it is, but like there's a common uh, phrase I hear or like a statistic we hear that like we know more about like the rest of our galaxy and space. Than we do general. about our own ocean. Yeah, than we do about the deeps of our ocean. Yeah, and that I've always wanted to, I thought about it because I, I, who would I have a conversation with? 
I, I had one recently with someone, and I was like, because it's like, oh, if you got a chance to go to Mars, would you do it? Because there's a chance of you like, right now. there's a good there's chance of you dying. <laughs> yeah, and I was like, I'll put it this way. I was like, the way you want to get me, if you want to have me risk my life where there is a 50% chance I am going to die, I'd be like, if it was literally this crazy deep sea exploration, almost like Atlantis, the animated Disney movie, deep sea exploration, where you're going in this crazy deep sea sub and you're going to explore the craziest shit in the world or something. And it's like odds of dying could possibly be 50%. And it's like, but only this small number in the world. It's like the, the how many populations, like 7 billion or whatever, or 7 trillion. I don't fucking remember anymore. But, but you know, it's a big amount of people, but like, let's say only 200 people can do this thing in the entire world. And it's like, you could be one of them. There is a chance you could die. And I'd be like, fuck part of me wants to say yes like i can't i'm already down that deep who cares if i could swim or not i'm gonna die either way if i die so it's like oh my god that'd be crazy like i don't know if i could say no to that that'd be insane if i wasn't so terrified of like the open ocean oh i'd be completely terrified i probably every minute i'd be like i can't fucking do this but it's like and like particularly crap that's really living particularly (laughs) being that far down to the point where like light literally does not reach that far exactly and then you it's, find it's you just, find mega shark black. and sharktopus and santa claus and the others and you're like, yeah, oh like, shit literally anything that like flows across your viewing window or whatever like comes out of nowhere and it's like uh going back to aquaman like there's things called the trench where these deep sea creatures that are just fucking creepy because they're just it's a it's a yeah, that's one of the things. Have, it's like a giant, it's almost like a school of fish, but they're these things that could basically eat a person. Mm. Yeah, that's one of the things, I mean, I don't know about that specifically, but that's one of the things that I find cool about. And they're going to be in the movie. About the Aquaman, like, mythos is that they they kind of play around with, like, you know, he cut. So yeah, he can talk to sea creatures or whatever, but we don't know all the sea creatures that there are way down deep in the deep where we haven't gone. So what if he can call some like crazy ass fucking Kraken shit out of nowhere that like we've never seen? I mean, we saw the underwater Lord of the Rings battle that looked yeah. insane. And, and I was thing. like, oh, my God, I can't even in, right <laughs> in the trailers, they, sh- they keep showing off that stuff where like they they're going crazy with it. Where like the giant crustaceans that like don't really exist, but like we can't prove that they don't. Yeah, I'm, <laughs> like, I'm so they, ready they're having, for that. Like I like that was one of the things I really liked about the Injustice games. Like when you played as Aquaman, it's like he would summon like that was his special Isn't ability. It a shark just comes out and just eats you yeah he, oh, his, his ultimate was just like throwing you into the like what like ocean or what well i think it was like different in both of the games but he would call like crazy creatures from the deep like that you'd never seen before because like obviously in real world they don't exist but in comics they're just like yeah this dude's from atlantis way down deep in the ocean that they probably would know about the things living way down deep in, uh, there more so than we do. And, like, I, I like that idea. that they, they have fun with that, and they're like, hey, let's make crazy-ass sea creatures that, like, make no sense, but whatever. They're cool. Do it anyway. Yeah. But I, I'm just... But, yeah, bottom line, that movie's coming out next month. I'm super excited for it. This has still been my most anticipated movie of the year. I really hope I'm not disappointed. I'll be so sad Same. if that, that happens. That's, that's the other thing is I I just still really want DC to do well because I know that like the the material they have they can make really good movies, and they've just not 
hit the level that they could yet. Yeah. yeah. All right. Let's get into the news fast for about. Wait, wait, I got a, I got a few things. Oh, you do? Oh, shit. Uh, okay. Let's. So, let's <laughs> so other than the things that we both watched, uh, I watched the Dragon Prince. Oh, I heard about that. It's it's it on was, my list. It was really good. Okay. Like I I it, I heard it was good, so I gave it a shot when I was like when I first moved down to or moved over to Davis. It's the and, people that made Avatar, right? Yeah. So like, I wasn't interested in it at first because it does it's that. It does that weird thing where it's CG animated and they like artificially slow down the frame rate to make it look more like a drawn cartoon. And I never really liked that. But for whatever reason, it was way worse in the trailer than it was in the final show. Like the show. They couldn't afford to make it like Avatar or? I don't know. Uh, Or did um, they? uh, I think they just chose this art style for like, that's just what they wanted to do. And it, there are some similarities to avatar and like avatar had like the four elements uh or whatever and in this they have like the six types of magic oh cool there's like sky earth light dark fire and water yeah something like that it's like it's like the elements and then like sky light and dark or whatever uh and, like, each race seems to specialize in their own kind of magic. Like, humans are the ones that use dark magic. Because we couldn't use any other magic. And we, uh, and we realized eventually that, oh, you can sacrifice things to gain magical power. Oh, we've never done that before. Yeah. So, like, <laughs> humans became the kinds that were like, well, we'll just... We'll do the fucked up shit. Yeah, we'll we don't care about doing like unethical things for this power as long as it makes us equal to like the elves that use like sky magic and stuff like that. Gotcha. Uh, And it it's just a really well done show, and I I would recommend that to pretty much anyone. Um, A while ago, I watched a movie. Uh, that came it's an exclusive to netflix it, with uh, michael pena it's called extinction it was okay um i don't know it just like it was a well done movie it had a really interesting twist like at the end but it as far as like the good like really good exclusive shit on netflix i would like i honestly forgot i watched it for like a while i've never even heard of it yeah so like i don't know it kind of came and went, when, gotcha. uh, but like it's good, but it's not like anything crazy memorable except for that twist. Do we talk about Iron Fist last time we were here? Yeah, we oh, did. Okay, so I guess I didn't need to put that on my list. I also watched uh, Maniac, which is a uh, short series with Emma Stone and uh, Seth, not Seth Rogen. Um, McFarlane? Green? No, it's not one of the Seths. He played Seth in, in uh, uh, oh God, super bad. Jonah Hill. Oh. Yeah, it, it, again, it's a Netflix exclusive. Oh, wait, they're together. I haven't seen them together since Super Bad, I don't think. Oh, shit, you're right. That, yeah, I totally. And that's like the first time you see. I watched that entire series. That's the series. first time you see either of those people. Like, Actually, now I think about it, the first time I've seen Jonah Hill or Emma Stone right. was in that movie. Like, literally, I forgot that they both were in that movie. The entire time I was watching Maniac, I was like, wow, these are these two are really oh, great now together. Now you just piqued my interest. I'm going to go, I'm going to watch, I'm going to find, it's on Netflix? It's on Netflix. It's like okay, a, yeah, I'll it's totally like, it's like a five episode short series 
so it's, uh, I guess it's like one of those long movies. It's very surreal. It's kind of got a little bit of that Inception feel to it in oh. terms of like it. They go, they delve into their minds and stuff. It's very, like the whole thing is very much about like therapy and confronting your traumatic past and your emotions to get better like so instead of avoiding your issues and avoiding your problems it it was very much about like is it those specific problems or are they just talking about also are they they go over problems in general like just like any problem you have or an issue you seem you feel like you have no it's it's very much or specifically about mental health issues i mean like jonah hill's character is straight up he is a uh schizophrenic oh like he, he like he doesn't hear voices but he's just very paranoid and he sees patterns and things that aren't there and i kind of want to give shit to the series because like the first episode that hooked me was like they set up this thing throughout the first episode of like something greater is happening that only jonah hill can see and they kind of give you that like yes that's right that's this is happening like this is real uh at the end of the first episode and then like literally right in the next episode they're like never mind that was a lie that's not real there he he's he is just crazy so like that's my only complaint is that the first episode hooked me with like a lie but i still kept watching it and like the message that it tries to get across throughout the uh, by the end of the season of the importance of mental health and like addressing your issues head on as opposed to just trying to ignore them and like sweep them away it like it meant a lot to me i guess because uh like maybe it was just like because i had just moved to davis and i was like you know emotional about changing my life up and everything and it kind of kind of showed me that like it's okay to go through these emotions and feel these things because if you ignore them it's just gonna be worse later so i thought it was really nice that this series so heavily addressed like mental health is important you should take care of it so like i i really liked that Um, yeah i definitely want to watch that then I'm going to skip over a couple things. Like, you don't need to know that I rewatched Lord of the Rings, Fellowship of the Rings. It's still good. Yeah, for sure. Uh, I watched uh, The Haunting of Hill House. That's what the other one I have to watch. That was really well done. Like, I'm usually not really that into scary stuff. Is it scary? scary? Is it, like, actually scary? There are a few moments that are legit creepy. And, but then... By the end of the season, there are a few moments that I I literally was just like, oh shit, I can't believe that happened. Like, like shocked or scared? Like, there's a ghost that reoccurs throughout the season called the bent neck lady. That like that's how the the little girl when they, it's it's a little confusing. okay. So, so I saw I saw the first five minutes. I want to say so I saw the prologue where it's like the kids going to sleep. And then you see that thing moving towards her, and then it goes to present day, and yeah. that's uh, that's all yeah. I saw. Um, it's is that what she is? What? Yeah, is well, that the ghost? Yeah, it's it's a little confusing because the show jumps through time like a lot, and it doesn't 
tell you. Yeah, you just kind of get you notice where everything is you'll notice by the context. Yeah, and okay. th- like it does a lot. Like there, there are a few times in the season where it gets you to expect something is going to happen, and then something completely like when it actually happens, it's so different that you're just like, oh, I did not expect that to happen that way. Like when you finally find out, like the truth about the bent neck lady, I literally was just like, holy shit, that's insane. Uh, and it was just like, it's just a really well done horror show, honestly. Like it was really creepy. Like the, the atmosphere of the house was really well done. Like it, the whole thing was really good, like way better than I expected. And I, I'm usually not into scary shit cause I, I like to relax when I watch my shit. <laughs> yeah. I, I've noticed I'm, I'm, I push myself more into Thor cause just cause I, I did have a history of getting affected by horror movies mm. oh, at least when i was little like when middle yeah. school like when you're 12 and you watch it and then after that you start opening your shower curtains yeah. because you're like i don't fucking want no clown coming out of no drain i don't need this shit right now yeah. like uh, that, that shit fucked me up for a good few years when i was little because if when i was 12 that i watched it for the first time and i started opening the shower curtain after because i actually kept getting freaked out by that shit but at a certain point i realized I was doing it in high school, but not for the same reason anymore. I was only doing it because I was so used to doing it. Used to doing it. it was just a reflex, and I didn't think about it until one day I noticed. I was like, "Why do I do this anyway?" And I was like, "Oh my god!" And then like I had to. Tra- it was like, "Well, I haven't been attacked by clowns yet." <laughs> it, I had to train myself to not do it anymore because I was like, "Cause it's more. It's morally not like stopping myself because it's like you know it's not real. It's more stopping yourself like because your hand automatically just does it, and you have to like motion like think of your motions of like yeah. It's oh, really it's really hard to retrain your muscle memory. Yeah, tra- train your mu- yeah. That was the hard part was just training my muscle not to do that because the mind was fine. It was just the muscle was just like oh, and you're like oh shit i didn't even think about that and i was like i forget how old i was it's it like yeah i was just, i stopped it yesterday no, <laughs> no it, was, it wasn't that bad i was no, today was, years old no i was like 16 17 when i was trying to figure out how to stop it i was like oh duh okay mm-hmm. yeah it was fucking that was funny grudge was easier because the grudge that, that fucking crazy fucking thing just came out of random places and i'm like i got no attic i don't fucking deal with this shit <laughs> well there's no defense against this thing so i'm not even gonna try yeah, there's nothing really to do you just get you take that shit whatever but yeah uh, any others um i started watching mystery science theater 3000 the reboot of it like that's it, it's basically them commentary on the movies right yeah it's basically just funny movie commentary on, okay. on shitty old movies it, it's funny um and then the last thing uh, Oh, I just got into watching Making a Murderer, which, granted, the first season came out, like, a while ago, and the only reason why it's back into my interest is because, like, the second season just came out, so I was like, oh, shit, they made a second season of that show? I wonder what that's about, because, like, I thought the first season was all about this one guy. Apparently, the second season's about the same uh, same two people, but, um, basically, I mean, people went crazy over uh, over making a murderer when it first came out like a while ago and i just i meant to watch it at the time i just never got around to it but now that the second season's out i was like i'll give it a shot uh 
And honestly, with this last week of classes constantly being put, like canceled day after day because of the shitty air quality, because of the fires, like after studying, I was like, I'll just watch another episode of this or whatever. And I, I, it's really well done. It, like I honestly, there are so many bits of evidence that they show. Like basically, the, the long, the long and short of it is that this the person that the documentary is based off or is about this guy Stephen Avery he was accused of like assault and rape like a long time ago and he spent 18 years in prison until he was finally exonerated from that off of like new DNA evidence and then while he was suing the, uh, the like after he got out of prison he sued the county that put him away for like 18 years wrongfully and all of a sudden somehow during the uh, uh that lawsuit he gets uh accused of another rape and and murder this time and it's just there's so much like the documentary points out so many things that went wrong in the investigation and during the trial that just don't make sense of like that's not how investigations are this is based on a true story true story okay gotcha uh true story and like like for instance one thing that doesn't make sense is they once they were suspicious of him supposedly and like granted there's like some evidence uh connecting him to the victim uh in that he was one of the last people that saw her alive because he like he contracted her through auto trader to take pictures of a car that he was selling from his junkyard. Uh, but like, so once they were suspicious of him and for whatever reason, they didn't question anyone else. They didn't ask anyone else if they had alibis, they just went for this guy and they searched his property seven times. And only on the seventh time did they find like a bullet casing and like the key to the lady's car in his room like somehow they missed that six times and like the key was just on the floor like somewhere in his room and like somehow on the seventh search that was, was it actually there they had to plan it supposedly they well the narrative that the documentary point uh, it tries to make is that it was probably planted i mean granted it's a documentary we don't know for sure uh, maybe they're leaving out certain bits of evidence to make it's it hard seem to believe more they would have missed it six times. But that's the thing. It's like, have you ever heard of no. some some place being searched seven times, let alone like more than twice? Uh, and then like, uh, and like the fact that there's no blood found anywhere in any of the crime scenes that they s- say that he like slit her throat and like shot her in the head, and somehow there's no blood evidence anywhere it, like it's there's like it would take me a while to explain it but there's there's yeah, so many bits uh that they go over in this uh documentary that like by the end of the first season i was just like i cannot believe that any jury anywhere would convict convicted, this, convicted man. this man oh they did oh yeah they, they, he yeah. was convicted he was he's he's currently as far as i'm aware uh, spending a life sentence without a uh, uh, chance of parole because of this murder. Oh, wow. And the even shittier thing is they threw his nephew in with him. Why? Well, actually, don't, you know, yeah, yeah. like basically they were like, we need, we don't have any hard evidence about this, uh, uh, like against this guy that like directly connects him to the murder. 
so they went uh, after his like 16 year old uh, nephew who kind of mean he's kind of a massive moron so they basically took this dumb 16 year old kid and they basically manipulated him over the course of like a three hour interrogation into trying to lead him into uh, saying something about the case that the cops knew that wasn't publicly known and like literally at some point they, they basically were trying to convince this kid like i think his name was like brendan or brandon to uh say that she got shot in the head because that was the only like hard evidence they had off of like the bone fragments they had and it took him a while to get there but they basically literally were like okay i'm gonna just come out straight and ask it who shot her in the head and he's like uh i guess he did it and they were like okay that's a confession he did it like the, the his uncle shot her in the head because this we got this kid to say he did it by like literally telling him who shot her in the head tell us we know someone did it we know you know just tell us what we know and everything will be fine and like they basically tricked him into admitting that he was a uh accessory to this murder that his uncle probably didn't even do because he didn't understand what the police were interrogating him about or asking him to do and so like that's honestly that's the shittiest thing to me if this is all true they basically threw a 16 year old kid in prison just to get enough evidence on his uncle who to throw his uncle in prison because he was an embarrassment for the county previously by being proven as like oh they were wrong about this guy the first time where, where was this uh manitowoc county in wisconsin oh uh, okay yeah so like and i really i want to shy away from saying that this is definitively the truth of the matter because it's a, a netflix but documentary it sounds very much but like it, uh, it sounds like there's a bunch of assholes in charge of a city that's the thing it's like it's it's so convincing that I, i'm just like i I understand why people are like... And it makes you angry. Like, yeah, it really does. Like, it honestly makes me go like, how in the hell does does a, does anyone get screwed over by the legal system this hard? Uh, and, I can imagine a lot of times, and that's, actually. And that's the even scarier thing, is that, like, this... He can't be the only instance of this. Like, statistically, if, if this... If even one time this happens to someone statistically it's it probably has happened to someone else so that that's a really scary uh, yeah. like thought and so like i would definitely recommend watching that one to people because like it's really well done but it will probably get you mad <laughs> yeah well, <laughs> so, I, so i could really understand why when it first came out like uh, whenever it was like it was huge news at the time and people were like starting to protest and, and make and then it died down already yeah until all of a sudden it's back in the news because netflix is a thing again yeah or it's on netflix again so i think that's that's all for me okay finally let's let's dive into this news because now we're over two hours oh my god <laughs> yeah man that's what happens <laughs> You want to tell me the whole thing? Too much cool shit to talk about. <laughs> All right, so first up for the game. Well, uh, before we start anything, just go through really fast. Uh, recently, Stanley passed away. Yeah, that was a really sad day. He lived to be 95. Uh, everyone pretty much knows him. He currently is famous for cameoing 
in every single Marvel movie, Marvel movie, and some other movies, including Even games, um, Marvel movies, games, TV shows, DC movies. Uh, well, one DC movie, just in Teen Titans, I believe. Spoiler. Whoops. Oh well. Oh, was he know. didn't go to the movies? Apparently, my oh, friend told funny. me. I was like, I watched that scene. I was like, oh, oh that's he even good. had a, a short cameo in Wreck It Ralph. Yeah, he was in. Yeah, he was I in forgot. They, they they Both said times, before the movie came out that he I, he didn't get to. Oh, sorry, he didn't get to see his uh, cameo. Cameo. He also is. He he had already filmed his cameo for Avengers Four. Yeah, I, I heard that they they filmed a few in advance just in case. Yeah, but, and it's all it's. Uh, he, I mean, of course, what he really sh- is known for is he was one of the co-creators of a lot of the big Marvel characters, such as Cap, Spider-Man, Fantastic started, Four. Started with them. the Fantastic Four and it kind of yeah. branched out from there. Like him and Jack Kirby pretty much worked together on all these things. Uh, most people sadly don't know about Jack Kirby, who just recently had his 100th birthday. Really? Yeah, he passed away too uh, a long time ago. But he, like, they both worked together on a lot of the stuff. It's sad because people only know one and not the other but yeah kirby was the artist behind stuff kirby was probably the overall behind everything Mm. stanley i would say it sounds like he was like it was like the writer 40 to 60 percent was i mean uh 60 to 70 percent was kirby i Mm. think of the characters i that i believe i believe um yeah so it said he's passed but 95 that's a long life. He oh, yeah. he, made, he lived. Long. He he had an amazing life. Like, yeah, and he was just like honestly, from all accounts, he was just a really good person. Yeah, I mean, did did you see the video that they put out shortly after his passing? I of, haven't yet. But of him sitting in a chair and it was just like, talking about his fans. Yeah, it was literally like it was. They were filming some interview, and it was like. It was like the camera was on and they were just like in between takes or whatever. And he just started talking about like, you know, you know what I like about doing all this? It's, it's about the fans. Like I really like the fans and like, they make me feel good. And like, basically it just showed that like he didn't, I mean, he probably did some of the Marvel stuff for money, but like primarily he just liked the fans Yeah, and like that. The very few really good people like that left in this world, it seems. But eh. yeah, he will be missed. Yeah. But all right, let's let's bounce through this news. First up, uh, it's just specific stuff. PlayStation Classic. Uh, the full list was revealed. I'll name it off really fast. It's got Battle Arena, Toshiden, uh, Cool Borders Two, Destructive Derby, Final Fantasy Seven, Grand Theft Auto, Intelligent Cube. Jumping Flash, Metal Gear Solid, Mystery Driller, Oddworld, Abe's Odyssey, Rayman, Resident Evil Director's Cut, Revelations, Persona, Ridge Racer Type 4, Super Puzzle Fighter 2 Turbo, Puzzle Fight, the fuck, IGN, uh, Super Street Fighter 2 is what they meant to say, uh, Siphon Filter, no, it was Puzzle Fighter, I can't tell if you're joking or not, no, it was Puzzle Fighter, it's not, it's not Street Fighter? No, it's, it's Street Fighter, it's, super shit now i can't remember what it's called but it's the street fighter characters in a puzzle fighting game which is a good game but it's just it's not street fighter 2 huh okay siphon filter tekken 3 tom clancy's rainbow six twisted metal and wild arms uh just all right out of that list all right would you are you gonna buy this no not for a hundred dollars i'm not gonna buy this either i don't want this i really wanted to want it off of like 
I just one. It's such a. It's like I get it. You're. It, it's cool to to do as many games as you can, but at the same time, there's some that shouldn't be on there. There's some. Well, yeah, that like some just don't make sense. I just would rather have like it's harder because Nintendo made it easier. They're just like, look, it's all three Mario games. It's all three of these. It's like this is one of this game. This is one of this game. You don't get all of them. Well, yeah, it's like you re- only get some, like, and it's just it's. Well, it's like uh, you get Resident Evil One, but not two or three and hd already came out why do you need it final fantasy 7 is being remade why do you need it metal gear solid's already out in like 20 different forms why do you need it well metal gear solid i understand being on there because that is like one of the main like i guess the, but it's the, like i understand grand theft auto but at the same it's like twisted metal worse well, twisted metal 2 worse the other stuff in filter well, it's games like, why would you put ridge racer and not gran turismo which is like easily more so the sony exclusive racing game that's that like, true like for like i'm not a racing game fan but like i still know like how uh what's the word prestigious gran turismo is in in the racing game series like genre at least in as far as like racing simulators go because it from what I understand, Turismo lands more on the simulation side as opposed to like an arcade racer. Yeah. So like they try to go for realism in that one, which I've I've never really liked in racing games. It's I I'm not good at it. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I don't know. I just I might play Metal Gear Solid again. Like I don't I like it's, you know mm-hmm. Final Fantasy VII is interesting, but like why not eight and nine? You know? uh, I'd honestly just want to play like four to five of these games yeah and that's the thing it's like there's like a few out of the 20 that i'm interested in and i'd rather just get them separately i mean it, yeah i mean it, it's kind of cool that persona one is on there but i don't know like where where is um like legend of dragoon which which was an awesome mar- i think they, they, they it was a lose-lose to be honest yeah i don't know like also like uh crash bandicoot is missing spyro I mean, is missing do we really want those on there like i understand that like better well uh, like updated versions have come out recently they literally the spyro one just came out like last week but you there's no way to play like the original look of the games in them that's as far as I'm true aware. it's just so so, when so you're many making, it's hard to it's so like i don't know i don't know how much you'd really want to go back and play original uh crash bandicoot and i mean if there's the new ones out now and it's just right there on ps4 or xbox like i i'd honestly just do that just because it's updated yeah and it is cool to play the older version but you could have played the older version back then when it was out well, that's the problem, though. It's like it's, it's or not... on PS3 when it was a PS1 classic, or on your Vita or on your PSP. Well, here's the thing about the classic systems, in my opinion, is that it's not about whether or not you've played them before or you have access to the original versions or there you can play the game. It's just it's here's often... a complete. It, it's it, here's a compilation. It's of supposed to be like a slice of history. Yeah. Like, where it's like, sure. I mean, this one is a slice of be... history. It's just not. It's not the biggest. It's a. It's a. It's a big slice, but you realize it's a slice out of a very, very big pie, and it's yeah, like, well, if you true. want to have everything in the slice, you should just put the pie on yeah, there. Yeah, I mean, did they really need to put Jumping Jack Flash in there or whatever? That's or... fucking what? Uh, wait, was no, that shit. was that one of the ones I named? Am I thinking of? Uh, sorry, I'm... Oh, I think fuck, I. What's I don't it think called? I said that. There's some platformer game. I forget what it's called. But yeah, the point is, uh, it's still um, Yeah, there's. It's weird. Mm. I don't know. Like. Mm. 
basically the in my opinion the idea is supposed to be you get this classic console and it gives you a window into what these games were like at that time so like there may be a new version of spyro out there may be a new version of crash bandicoot out but it would still be nice for this like classic system that's supposed to be a a freeze frame ish of you know the playstation library from back then it would be cool just for like posterity's day sake to be able to maybe not play through the whole like Crash Bandicoot again or whatever, but it'd be cool to just have it. I think they. I mean, hell, even yeah. even Naughty Dog put like the original like version I mean, of uh uh not the whole game, but like the first level of Crash Bandicoot in yeah uh, um oh god Uncharted Four. <laughs> yeah, it's like uh, I mean I don't want to keep dwelling on this already. This is too long, but yeah. the way I see it is it's just not worth it. It's this thing. It's 20 games we we would need a lot more games a lot more room on it for all the games we'd want not to mention we want all the sequels on there too for all these games for the most part it it would just be easier to say fuck the hardware hardware for it and just do like a digital classic collection and just do like volumes this is volume one this is volume two this is volume three and this is volume four and then it just gives like it's a bundle of shit and it's like each bundle is like 50 bucks just do that and it has like a bunch of games in it and then there you go everyone gets the digital version you don't have to pay for manufacturing dude i literally would want that so much more <laughs> yeah and it's like just and make it a little cool like oh look there's trophy support or something and yeah. then you just put it on ps4 but you make it whatever compatible if it should be backwards compatible with ps5 it, there you go you're, you're fucking good you're golden it's just bothered me for a while that the PS4 doesn't have any of the PlayStation One classic games on it. It that's and, the, which is that's weird. Been the weird shit they've been fucking like like those came to PS with, yeah those came to PS3 like a long time I mean, ago. They still have trouble with PS3. Like the only way you could do PS3 is through a subscription service, which is PlayStation yeah, now. That's weird. Uh, and then like you can you can upload uh, and I guess buy them the PS1 games on your Vita. But for whatever reason, they just never re-released those games on PS4. I mean, and, yeah, that's weird. They, they only did, did a, that, I would buy them again. They like, only did um PS2 classics on PS4, which is something everyone wanted for PS3, but they didn't do. Yeah. Which yeah. is nice. Like the PS2 classics are nice, and it's cool that they added trophies to those. But like, it, I guarantee you, if if they re-released Final Fantasy VII again. I'd probably buy it again. I mean, they're already doing except, the thing. Except yeah. Square Enix already did that. They released yeah. it really, like, literally just like the PC port. Uh, yeah, let's not draw on this for yeah. a while. <laughs> All right, so next up, uh, pretty much just uh, the full lineup is pretty much out there now for Smash Brothers. It comes in less than a month. It's only like a couple more weeks away. You ready to play as a piranha plant? I mean, I'll be. it's the only game I'll probably play on the Switch for a long time, to be honest. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I'm, I'm pretty excited just because I still have to. for that. Yeah, I'm, I'm excited. I have the day off for it, so I'm, I'm, I'm ready uh-huh. to go. Uh, nothing really to say. It's it's coming out. We'll talk about it when it's out, really. Um, BlizzCon, there's not really too much news. It's Ooh. just we're not going to go over it for a long time. Let's just go really, really, really fast yeah. where it's... There was uh, they announced a mobile... Reception. Yeah, there was a mobile Diablo game they announced as their closing. It was the closing, right? Yeah, that was probably the main reason why I was... a. Yeah, it's a, it's, so it was poorly. a PC show, 
and they closed off with a Diablo announcement. So everyone's like, oh, Diablo 4. It was not Diablo 4. It was a Diablo mobile exclusive game. So everyone got really pissed off. And then um, a dude basically went on. The people in the... Is this a out for of season? Q&A, yeah, people April for... Fool's joke? Yeah, out of... Yeah, it was fucking... Some, yeah, he, they somehow, roasted them. Yeah, somehow the developers got booed and he got praised for that. Yeah, it was... I mean, it kind of shows you... It, there was multiple things wrong with it. Bottom line was... It was just a one the bat, developers, that was not the place to... to yeah, Blizzard uh, made some poor choices in terms of announcements and just the way they had this. Like, it's not bad of a mobile game, but... No, I'm actually interested in the idea of trying Diablo on a mobile yeah. game. If it works, then fine. That sounds like a cool idea. They didn't announce it correctly, That's for the one. Thing. They didn't put it in the right spot. They should have at least mentioned Diablo 4 just to... If they were going to put it in that spot, mention Diablo 4, so yeah. they don't think that's the only Diablo game coming. Yeah, that was the weirdest thing, is they, like, after the show, after all the, the fur, like, And just whatever. so we have some small Diablo news, because it's a small yeah. thing for Diablo. Yeah. Like, and, afterward, they, they were like, oh, we we thought about talking about Diablo 4, but it's so far away in development that we were just like, no, let's not talk about it this time. Yeah. And that was a bad idea. And it's like... Okay, so you guys fucked up there, and it's like uh, it's not. It's like you guys made a poor decision. But hey, y'all are human. It happens where you guys make weird decisions like this for some reason. I don't know and why they you also think that's have a, to be what's the word um, beholden to their uh, publisher. Yeah, if, if, but at if the their same publisher time, says just... to, like you're making this game, we want you to make a mobile game, make it, announce it on stage sometime. Like they they have to do that. Yeah, it's like it was still either way. Everything on pretty much the this presentation, publisher, developer, all of it was poor. But you also have their fans who turn out to be kind of a lot of assholes. To be honest, like mm. they were not very receptive. But they were a little too overly unreceptive to the point where they were very mean. Yeah, it's one of those things where, like, I understand being disappointed, but I don't understand being... Booing like, them in their faces, angry. like, straight up, like, I can't believe you did this to us. And it's like, okay, personally, if you wanted to send the right message, I would have just had a silent ass theater where it's just like, we have deal before, and then no one claps or anything, and it's just like, oh, we fucked up. But because it's like, I mean, it's like, we're not surprised. What do you want us to do? Act like we're excited. But now you guys did the opposite where you still showed a reaction, but it was just a very negative reaction where you guys are just kind of pitchforks already. And it's like, damn, fucking settle down. It's a fucking mobile game. Like, yeah. relax. Yeah, and it's that's not the, the end of the world. I'm sorry you're never, fucking Diablo 4 in here yet. Yeah, that's one thing I never understand is when people, like, they're expecting, like, one game to be announced and then... Like, that game doesn't get announced, but another game of, like, the same series... Like, basically the same thing happened with Metroid, where people wanted, like, the next mainline Metroid to come out, and then, like, one year Nintendo announced a Metroid game. Oh, wasn't and it, it was the um, Federation? Federation Force? Well, that was different. And that was... I mean, rightly, rightfully so. We have to hang them for that. It was, it was, it was and terrible. That was a, that was a that terrible That was, like, choice. the same reaction where people... <laughs> just like, fan, fans were literally, like, petitioning Nintendo to, like, just cancel the game. It's called... It, yeah, it's like you don't do any of this. You literally... What... This well, is all you... This is... Here, here, here's the... Here's what you do. Here's this. <laughs> yeah, you just... Here's this game you don't want. You, you, you take out your wallet, 
you, you look at what's in your wallet and you go, none of this is going towards that. And then you put your wallet away and then you don't even touch it. You just yeah. don't even think about that. That is the best action you can take because I'm sure a lot of the people that were giving it shit will also give them their money for it as well because yeah. that's how they always end up doing anyway. Yeah. You know what I did with Federation Force? I just didn't buy it because I wasn't interested in there it. There you go. You, <laughs> did, you did their biggest argument against them is you did not support them. Just like I will not support George R. R. Martin until he gives me book six. Yeah. If until I get Winds of Winter, Fire and Blood, I'm not going to buy it. I'm just not going to buy it. Yeah. Thank you. That's what happens. But yeah, so like, so similar thing with Diablo where it's like, I don't understand. They announce a side project in the series and then fans go like, oh my God, that means that they're just not working on anything else in that series. There's like, they, there's nothing planned. Like they've, they've killed Diablo. And like, I don't think they've, kill diablo with a mobile spinoff i like i seriously doubt that hey the remember when they spin-off... killed a didn't they kill warcraft with hearthstone <laughs> yeah like and that's that's the thing is like it's an unrelated thing that they just thought was maybe a good idea to like it, maybe people might have fun playing a bit of diablo on their phone while waiting for the bus that does I mean, sound it like just kind of kind of shows you that people are this point where there's so but like yeah like it just doesn't it doesn't still mean that like diablo 4 is not happening yeah it totally is happening <laughs> yeah so yeah I, right. just, I don't know it was just a weird quick reaction yeah it was, it was just a bunch of people being stupid and then pinch people making stupid decisions that's it yeah uh and then next up microsoft had their x waiting event recently and then they basically announced a bunch of shit uh main thing is once again, uh, before I start, I mean, it's not really any big stuff on it, but yeah, I am an, a Microsoft employee, so anything I say does not reflect the company, nor does my my opinion is not, not really even affected by my being working at Microsoft, because I'll, I'll, I'll pretty much say whatever. Uh, I don't really care. Uh, but one, uh, they, I mean, this is just really cool You're stuff. You're not going to see any kickback from promoting my Yeah, they'll be like, oh, shit, don't hurt me, my lord, please. Please, my lord, spare me. But no, no, I mean, like, I'm not I'm not going to actively be like, yo, fuck y'all. But no, I'm just saying, like, I'm not going to let that stand in the way of what I will say. But at the same time, yeah. I may refrain from saying certain things because I shouldn't because I currently work for them at the mm. same time. Full transparency. That makes sense. Yeah. Just to give everyone the whatever on it. Uh, but just, yeah, this is just an announcement. It's not really even an opinion. It's like they basically announced like 16 games coming to Game Pass. The big thing was uh, PUBG uh, mm, is right. coming up yeah, there. I forgot about that. And then it was also immediately announced to be coming to PS4. Yeah. I uh, so, bought it on Xbox. I mean, it's just kind of, it's not even, $30 on it. this isn't even on Microsoft's part, but it's like, oh, the reason it's probably coming to Game Pass, I'm assuming, this isn't kind of my guess, is, oh, Fortnite is killing them right now. And this is a way to spread it to other people because if people yeah. get PUBG for free on Xbox, then they can go and do the micro microtransactions within the game. Yeah, that's and for then sure. it's now coming on PS4, which means that exclusive deal is over as well. So it's like they have nothing to lose from going on Game Pass. They have nothing to lose from going on PlayStation. Even though PlayStation, it's kind of a little too little, too late. Most likely at this point, yeah. it's gonna be hard to garner people away from Fortnite that are into that area. Not to mention, if you want the more hardcore people. They're not going to go from, f- like, they probably weren't playing Fortnite anyway, but, or if yeah, they right were, now, it's probably Call of they're Duty. probably playing Call of Duty. Exactly. And then in spring, Firestorm will call for Battlefield. Like, for me personally, if I had to choose between Fortnite, PUBG, or Call of Duty, I don't, I haven't played Call of Duty. I haven't bought a Call of Duty game since 2011. I would go for Call of Duty. 
Just because, like, I never really liked the building aspects in, well, pretty much any game. Like, yeah, I, I, I like doing the building in Fortnite, and PUBG's, it's, like, it's, I would prefer, it's too buggy. I prefer like, PUBG over Fortnite, but I prefer Call of Duty over either, and then even there, I'll probably prefer Battlefield over Call of Duty. Like, that's mm. just me, personally, but, like, I actually, I don't even know. I have no idea how Firestorm is now at this point, yeah, I have we'll no see. idea how Blackout is, and I know a guy at work has Blackout on the Xbox, so I might try it out just to see. We'll see, because the multi at least the regular multiplayer for Call of Duty Black Ops 4 didn't interest me, but Blackout and Zombies could. I'm not really From sure. From what I heard so far, uh, Blackout basically plays exactly like PUBG, but it just runs better. That would <laughs> make a lot of sense. I mean, it's, I don't see how an Activision game wouldn't yeah. run good unless... And well, that's the thing. That, that was basically yeah. all I wanted from PUBG. Is like, it's a really cool idea for a game. It just doesn't run well. So if it did I feel that, like it, I mean, I feel like everything is probably fixed. Yeah, now, that's right? also, that's also probably fair. Like, because it, it's, it's it's not a beta anymore. Yeah, that's the other thing. Is like literally the last time I played PUBG was like when it first came out on Xbox. Yeah, the only so, the the, mo- the most ridiculous thing better. though for PUBG now is so they they put a the Suicide Squad Harley Quinn and yeah. Jared Leto Joker skins on there, and they're like fucking they're like way expensive. They're so over. I cracked up. I was like, the, they're just. But like, I can't. There's remember some people who, that are gonna buy it. I don't. I don't know who they are. I can't remember how much it is exactly, but I I heard about it on on one of my podcasts that I listened to, and I was just like, that that has to be a mistake. Like, yeah, they must have misspoke. And no, they 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 even they were like, this can't be that expensive. And they looked it up, and they're like, oh my god, what? Yeah. <laughs> And it's like, okay, so back to everything. Yeah, so it's basically, yeah, they announced PUBG. That was like their big Game Pass game that's now going to be there. Two that I'm interested in just because these are two games I've been wanting, to, or one game I've been wanting to play and another game coming out is the Ori game. So Ori in the Blind Forest mm. is going to be on there. That's I cool. haven't I played it yet, play and I want to play it specifically because I heard it is an amazing game for sound design. I heard visually it's it's very, very good too. Yeah, so I, it's it's one thing I've been wanting to play, and then Will of the Wisps will be on there day one. Also supposed to be really heartfelt, too. Somehow. Yeah, I've heard it's very emotional, and that's pretty much... I mean, like I said, though, I want to play it mainly for the audio, mm. but that uh, it's sequel is coming out day one there, and... Oh, is the sequel not out? I thought they... No, it's not out yet. Oh, wow, okay. And then some other games are coming out. On the, either some games are coming out there day one and then some other ones we don't have to announce them all today i mean we're not going to reveal them all today just because it's already been known in a while yeah if you want to uh, look it up you can look it up yeah it's, it's pretty it's a bunch 16 of them i think yeah no yeah uh, and then crackdown 3 moved up one week from its release date so now sony ben delayed sony delayed days gone and then crackdown 3 moved up one week so now we just have in that February 22nd went from two four games to two games, so it's just Metro and Anthem. Mm. So Crackdown is kind of trying to... I mean, it's like... I feel like they moved it up just so they can avoid Anthem and Metro. Cause, or not really even Metro, but just mainly like Anthem. mainly Anthem. Is yeah, you don't... You, yeah, because that's going to be pretty like big. Metro has an audience, but it's I don't think it's a huge audience. And it's... No, no one wins when there's all of them there at the same time. Only that's certain true. people buy all of those games. Personally, I think still I, I'm more interested. Of, of those, of the four, Days Gone and Metro are the two I'm more interested in, followed by Anthem. I'm just, Crackdown's not something I've ever been into, personally. I liked the first Crackdown. Uh, it was really fun. I never played the second one. But you can I... actually get the first one free, apparently, right now, until November 30th. Hmm, okay. Yeah. Uh... I don't work for Microsoft at all. <laughs> but, uh... <laughs> 
the second one I heard was just felt like more of the first one, so I I was like I could skip that. Yeah. Like uh like I played plenty of hours of the first one. I'm fine with that. Uh the third one I'm very interested in uh because of the Terry Crews. I I do very much like Terry Crews. I think he's a funny guy. Yeah, they put him in another commercial for him. I, like I wish cool. I was as jacked as Terry Crews. That man oh, is yeah, huge. <laughs> but uh like mostly I just like that at least so far for the ad campaign that they've done it just it feels more like back to I'm going to say back to the first one cuz uh but like like I just said the second one was more of the first so maybe that might be not interesting because it's like more of the same but like the the first one was just, it's just a fun game really is like the best way I could describe it is like it's it doesn't have the most compelling story it doesn't have the most compelling I guess world building but it's just fun to play yeah uh and Last time I heard about Fallout, I'm sorry, uh, Crackdown Three, the the main thing that impressed me was the multiplayer mode, using the power of like Microsoft Cloud, to make the structures of the city fully destructible. Like you, like the, in the first trailer for the game, they showed you like, or a, some agent launching a explosive truck full of bombs or whatever into the base of a building and toppling it to take down the guy who was like in the top floor penthouse or whatever that they were going after and people were like oh man wouldn't that be crazy if you could actually do that in the game well according to microsoft if you're playing online multiplayer with friends you might be able to do that using the power of the cloud where like yeah. literally like i mean once you leave the game it like rebuilds everything or whatever and, and again it's only in multiplayer but the fact that you could basically have a fully destructible city as a playground in any mode of the game sounds fun to me like uh like they the demo for that that they, that they showed at that e3 was just like them wasting a, a city block just just to show that you could do that and i was like wow that looks like a lot of fun I hope that it works in the final game. Yeah, really. <laughs> and uh, especially because they, they actually had like a, a um, bit of data in the top corner of the screen that was showing like how many servers were having to be like pulled in to play this one instance. And it was like, you can see it starts off and it's just running on the Xbox when there's nothing being destroyed. But you know, as we progressively destroy things, it, it calls in like server power from like extra servers and like, by the end of destroying just like the one block, it was like 16 servers or something. And I was like, that seems insane. Like that, 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 that cannot be sustainable if it takes that much power to run one instance of the game. So we'll, we'll see when it finally comes out, but I don't know. I'm cautiously optimistic for that one. Yeah. So uh, the other things that Microsoft announced uh, was acquisitions of two studios mm. and they're both two rpg oriented studios so first they announced that they've acquired in exile which are the guys that made wasteland two and three as well oh. as bard's tale okay and right now currently bard's tale four and wasteland three are the next upcoming games and they still will come out for ps4 but i believe, I can't believe that... bard's tale is still going on I know, right i heard about that like years ago i, fr- I thought it was done you know it's still going and uh 
Yeah, once uh, I'm sure after these two games that it'll become Xbox exclusive only, of course. Literally, and... the last time I can remember thinking about Bard's Tale was on original Xbox. Yep. Yeah, so it's going to be a... I mean, it's a pretty big one. I mean, it's, it's a small team compared to the other RPG team they got. I mean, small in terms of number. Uh, just because, like, the Wasteland guys... The Wasteland is the precursor to Fallout. Yeah. Uh, and then, speaking of Fallout... They also acquired Obsidian Games, oh, or Obsidian shit, really? Entertainment. Yeah, they got Obsidian. That's insane. The guys that made KOTOR 2, Fallout New Vegas, my favorite Fallout game, and uh, South Park, uh, Stick of Truth, yeah, Obsidian. among other ones. But those are, I mean, for personally me, uh, South Park and Fallout are probably the most notable. Yeah. Currently, they've been making the Pillars of Eternity games, which were kickstarted, so they were kind of like their own uh, self-published developed games. Uh, yeah. Those, I believe, are still multi-platform wherever they're supposed to go. I, th- I could have sworn they were just PC, though. Um, at least Pillars of Eternity. I do still have to play them. Like, I've been wanting to play them for a while just because it's Obsidian, and I do like their Ob- stuff. Obsidian is probably one of my favorite developers, at least for RPGs, just because, like, everything of theirs that I've played is just is just really good. They really put life into the world. Like, um, it's no knock to Bethesda, but someone compared Fallout New Vegas to Fallout 3, and he made a really good question when you go to like all the cities and shit and he's like what do they eat what do they eat and you go to megaton and it's like what do they eat and you're like i don't know where's their food i don't know you go to river city oh that's really cool shit what do they eat Uh, i think the idea is like i don't know at least for megaton i always assumed that they just barter I mean, it's materials. like, yeah, but how do but you like, supply, how do you, but at the same time, uh, oh, a person coming in with a Brahmin supplies a whole city. Yeah. That, and it's like, well, you need something that he wants too. He's not just going to come along and give you a Brahmin steak for no reason. Yeah. So like, and he shows, what do you give him? <laughs> he shows New Vegas and it's like, oh, it's an entire strip. And it's like, oh, what do they eat? And then it just shows an entire farm and irrigation system and everything. And you're like, oh. So um, they they paid attention to the yeah details. they paid, they really they, they I really love like I liked New Vegas over three and honestly over four as well just because of the choices you get to make you have more freedom of choice and there's more outcomes due to like you have all the choices you can make whether it's like following Benny following the robot where you go for yourself going to NCR going to uh, Caesar's Legion but even within that there's all these sub choices whether it's with all the different groups you can get whether it's the brotherhood the enclave uh the great cons the boomers like there's all these different groups and all these different outcomes and combinations and just more detail in terms of these the life the living the certain just like the the way the world is really represented whereas in fallout 3 and 4 it's very straightforward of like you're either good or bad for Fallout 3, yeah. uh, or in 4... The great quest to turn on the water filter. Yeah, and <laughs> four, 4, you don't even get a choice. You're just like... I mean, you, you get a choice of, like, do you side with the militia? Do you side with Brotherhood? Do you side with uh, the Institute or the Railroad? And but, usually... But the main story... Three out of four of them makes you kill all the others, for the most part. And you don't get to choose really, like, oh, well, what if I want to choose differently yeah, for right. this? Yeah, they, they just, they force you to kill, because it's like, what if I'm, the only one is the the Minutemen, because you're only destroying the Institute, but you don't destroy 
the Brotherhood or the Railroad. But let's say if you're the Brotherhood, you have to kill the Railroad. There is no other way around it. If you're on the Railroad, you have to blow up the Brotherhood, and then you kill the Institute. Like, there's no there's no choices there. And that's, that's the main annoyance for me, because it means I can't choose one if I don't want... Like, I like the Railroad, what they stood for, but I also overall prefer the Brotherhood, but I don't get to have both and it's like i get that you have to make the choice and it's that's supposed to be the hard thing but at least give me more choice within my choice if that makes sense yeah no i i get it like that's that's like and i love like fallout's one of my favorite franchises overall not just new vegas but the entire series and it's like it, it's going a long way for me but at the same time it's like yeah of course i want it to always be better but yeah i mean well yeah and that's the thing is like when you're critical about something it's usually because it comes from a place of love like yeah, you, look at you, us when we talk want, about destiny like all the time yes yeah, so <laughs> you want the things that you like to be the best that they can be so like that's where criticism usually comes from it's not like oh, i hate this this is stupid it's like yeah it's yeah no it's kind of like in um mass effect 3 where there there's a moment where I mean, the whole point of it is you're trying to get as many forces together as possible to fight the Reapers back. And, I mean, the game didn't end very spectacularly, but the there's the journey of getting all the forces together is somewhat difficult because, like, especially if you made, like, the wrong choices throughout the uh, series, you can fuck up and not get, like, certain races on your side. But one of the more difficult ones is, like, the Geth and the Quarians. Like, if you've never played the Mass Effect series, the Quarians are basically uh, space... Not exactly gypsies, but... Well, they're kind of treated like that uh, in the Citadel, where, like, uh, they're kind of a scavenger race, and they exist on, like, a flotilla of ships, because basically exiled from their home planet because they built AI robots. That was the Geth. The Geth rebelled, and that's why the Quarians are fleeing forever now. Yeah. And at a certain point in Mass Effect 3, you get the chance to, like, go to the Geth, like, to the Quarian homeworld and go to the Geth and ask them for help. And that's really difficult to get both the the Geth and the Quarians on your side because they've been at war, like, basically since the Geth were built by the Quarians. Yeah. So it was like, it should have been an impossible thing to get them both on your side. But if you thread the needle of choices perfectly, you can get the Corians to uh, like be okay with a temporary alliance with the Geth for the sake of saving everything. And yeah, it just sounds like something like that wouldn't happen in Fallout 4, where it's like, there is no way for you to get everything it's like you have to make a choice yeah yeah and if if they gave you a choice it's like yeah it should be harder to get everything but still make it possible yeah but all right next up uh, i mean basically though uh obsidian and exile both really capable rpg studios now with microsoft it, it shows they're basically ready to combat sony i guess with a giant lineup of first party games yeah but it's just, we're probably not going to see any of these for a while. No, probably not. Um, but when they do, it'll be a giant... Like, unless it'll they be already a, had, like, projects, like, all, already in the 
works I mean, or whatever. The, the ones that were already might be in like, the works were Gears 5, Gears Tactics, mm-hmm. Halo Infinite. I just mean from like the new uh, studios. Like if they were already working on something at the time, maybe Microsoft could say like I think like, the only ones that probably started are the ones that were bought during E3 because mm-hmm. that was a few months ago. So they're probably in pre-production right now right. if any of them have really started. But yeah. So next up, uh, there's one more gaming one, but I kind of want to save it for last, even because it might be a little bit longer, but I personally like to try to keep it short just because we're getting close to three hours now. Jesus. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, when we started talking short. about Mass Effect, I was like, no. No, I, like, I, I wanted to try to keep that uh, short, but. It, all right. Let's blast through these three uh, movie television. Well, actually, it's just all television. Uh, just Game of Thrones update. Um, one, there was this picture of John and Danny on like a. New, uh, on a magazine and they look pretty cool but the final season is going to premiere in april 2019 so it's five months away i did want to watch the entire series from seasons one through seven again before it comes out i haven't started yet so it's gonna mean that means uh over at least at least one and a half to two seasons a month so i'll see how that goes uh, i'm not sure when i'm actually even going to start if anything it might be two seasons a month we'll see but uh, besides that, uh, two things regarding Disney. Iron Fist and Luke Cage were both canceled on Netflix, leaving only... Uh, well, Daredevil just finished its third season, Punisher Season 2, and Jessica Jones... Well, Jessica Jones Season 3 and Punisher Season 2 are the next upcoming ones. They're actually already either finished production or are currently in filming. I forget which one it is, but basically those ones are still being worked on, so they're still alive right now. I don't know if they might, because it's like uh, Luke Cage, they canceled a bit after the premiere, after, it was was after Iron Fist they canceled it, but they canceled Iron Fist shortly after the second season premiered, so we'll see what happens to those ones, I don't think they'll cancel Daredevil, Luke, uh, Punisher, I don't think they'll cancel, Jessica Jones is the only maybe, but I feel like we're not going to see another Defenders season, if anything though, I think, um, they're gonna do a Heroes for Hire That'd with be cool. uh, Luke Cage and Iron Fist, and I think it's going to either be uh, on Netflix or it might be on the next news topic, Disney Plus, which is the cur- the new Disney streaming service coming late 2019 next year. Which announced, uh, I mean, there's already a bunch of shows coming from like high school. There's gonna be a High School Musical show, a Monsters Inc. show, um, really? Star Wars. The Cl- yeah, those are coming. A monster. Uh, no, yeah, I already said Monsters Inc. Um, Star Wars The Clone Wars, new final season coming finally, but I already complained about that. I mean, I'm excited for it, but I'm also pissed off at Disney for that entire thing. Really? Well, yeah, because they fucking took it away in the first place. Oh. Yeah. It's like, uh, uh, the analogy I put last time was, oh, someone stole your car and they gave it back and told you to say thank you for giving back the car, Mm. basically. Um, Well, at least I didn't sell it. (laughs) Oh, but it's also only got about... uh, a season left and then your car will die. Oh, thanks, dude. Really pr- fucking appreciate it. Um, but yeah, you, th- there's coming car back. back. I give you half a tank of gas. Two uh, <laughs> two shows coming uh, that were announced was already uh, the Mandalorian. So this is gonna be the new Star Wars show that is. Are they doing that separate from the supposed Boba Fett movie? Uh, so another news, Boba Fett movie officially canceled, oh, Kathleen okay. Kennedy said. <laughs> so there's not going to be anything else. Uh, so we had Boba Fett for the original trilogy, we had Jingo Fett for the prequels. Mandalorian will take place between season, uh, episodes 6 and 7. 
So it's going to be in the middle. And they announced that Pedro Pascal, a.k.a. the Red Viper from Game of Thrones, Oberyn Martell, he will be the Mandalorian, which is pretty cool. In other news, they announced another Star Wars show coming to it, uh, starring cast uh, Luna Diego, or was it Diego Luna? I think it's Diego Luna, that's his name. Oh, yeah, the guy who played Cassian. Yeah, he played Cassian Andor in Rogue One. Uh, he will be playing Cassian Andor in his own espionage Star Wars sh- show. Uh, I don't know what it's going to be called yet, though, I, unless it's actually just called Cassian. I have no idea. But Show a few of those things that Cassian has regrets for. Yeah, it's going to be all the prequel stuff of him basically going around fucking up shit uh, behind the scenes. Uh, so that'll also be cool. Basically, all this stuff is coming to Disney Plus that's coming out next year. I'm probably going to get it for sure just for Clone Wars, to be honest. Uh, Mandalorian, though, easily, too, because, I don't know, John Favreau's doing it, so I have higher hopes for that than, like, when we got episode 8 and whatnot. But yeah. Uh, and then I'm thinking maybe Heroes for Hire could move to there since they can't, it's either, it's going to come back to Netflix or it's going to go there. I, I'm That's almost possible. positive it's going to be Heroes for Hire though. And then the last piece of news is Sony skipping E3 this yeah. coming year. That's a huge one. Yeah. And it's like, people are like, what are they thinking? Blah, blah, blah. Like you're on other shows. Like I listened to a lot of kind of funny stuff and they talked about it in detail. But yeah. I personally like listening just from other people talking and just my own thoughts really honestly is they're, they said they're coming out, they're doing something in 2019. They did say something is happening. Yeah. It's not so, that they're not showing off their games for like 2019 or whatever. Like, they're just going to move it to where... There's no other competition when they announce everything, which honestly, someone, I forget who said it, but someone did say something like that where it's like, oh, this is actually, I think it was honestly, maybe it was Greg, I forget. Uh, Greg uh, Miller. Uh, he talked a lot about it. Yeah, he his reasoning or interpretation of it seems to be that, well, E3 has kind of been like waning over the last few years in terms of like necessity for... Yeah, EA was the first to kind of start... Yeah leaving and now if sony does it it's like one they're not competing with news and uh just sharing the spotlight with like microsoft with all the third-party publishers but they do it on their own time if they do it on their own time they could still show all the third-party shit they could Mm -hmm. still do everything but if they just do it at theirs who knows because they sometimes do gamescom recently they haven't lately but they did paris games week usually um it we'll see what they say about those but if they just, let's say, do PSX 2019 and they do everything there and they just make the biggest thing of it where it's Dude. basically the PlayStation Expo. If PSX is like batshit insane from now on and that's just their one yearly thing, like I would actually travel to that. that w- I would go for that. Yeah, fuck yeah. It's in Anaheim. Dude, I, I would say, all right, this is what we do. We go. We go to a PlayStation conference. We watch PlayStation shit. We play the PlayStation shit. And then we go to Disneyland. Yeah, that's literally what I would do. That's or we go to Universal Studios and become wizards again. I really yeah, like. That sounds like a good. Oh, week. I really want butterbeer now and pumpkin juice. Fuck. But yeah, but yeah, it's a, pumpkin I just... juice, guys. It is at Universal Studios, Harry Potter World. It is pumpkin juice. It is goddamn delicious. They also have pumpkin fizz, which is basically fizzy pumpkin juice. It is also fucking delicious. But yeah, I am tired. It's yeah. It's just like. <laughs> I just didn't think I'd ever see Sony, like, unless, like, I thought that, like, the whatever organization that puts on E3 would cancel the show before, like, Sony and Microsoft pulled out. I mean, Microsoft hasn't, 
but Sony has, and we'll see if like maybe next year, if if this plays really well for Sony somehow, Microsoft maybe will do Microsoft the same thing. does their own thing. I don't know. And then yeah, it's we'll see what happens. We'll see how this really affects E3. But uh, yeah, like the way Greg Miller pointed it out is his like two scenarios of what might happen are like one, yeah, like so like E3 happens, it's like meh without sony or like maybe microsoft still has a good showing but overall it's like not as much as it was like usually is and then like then after the fact sony has their own conference with like as you said away from all the other news from everyone else they have their own news and it plays well for them that like basically they get the most exposure and they don't they can take their time with their own conference and everything yeah or it plays out the opposite of that where like Microsoft has an amazing E3 and or Microsoft and Nintendo and whoever's still there. Ubisoft, Bethesda, yeah, I must like, like did it with the list. If it ends up being like, you can basically just, you just forget that Sony wasn't there and you're just like, Oh, Oh yeah. Sony wasn't there this year. Like that would be bad. <laughs> yeah. So we'll see. We'll see what happens. Um, June is a far away way. Not to mention, though, if they did do that, they'd do a more time to prepare. Like that too. Microsoft can announce anything, and Sony can then have a little bit of time in advance to just really be like, oh, we have all the time in the world to really One see what we f- want to do with this. And not to mention, too, the fact that, like... I mean, honestly, I think Microsoft will do pretty good this year just because now they can really show more for their first party, like Gears 5, like Gears Tactics, Halo Infinite. Oh, like, God, I want there to be more. Because they'll be like, like, how is it? it, it it's so... I can guarantee. I'm not even saying. I'm just guessing. This is a guess, but I can almost. I, I like. I. How is it not going to be that Gears Five doesn't come out next fall? Yeah. Gears like it, it's going to be the fall 2019 game. Halo will be the fall 2020 game, and Gears Tactics I'm sure will be like. It seems like it would be a good summer game, most likely somewhere Maybe, between yeah. there. That'd be interesting if it's a summer of arcade game. I think it'd be a summer 2020 game. I think that way. So it comes out between Gears Five and Halo. I think there you go. Everything comes out. Uh, Gears pop vinyl gets canceled or put into a rock somewhere, so I don't have to see it because I just hate pop vinyl. Still, that hasn't changed. Plus, we don't we don't know if Microsoft is gonna. I mean, I don't see why they wouldn't, unless it's just way not ready. But like they've already spoken about their next console. I, like I like they've said it's at least in development with like the Scarlet. Yeah, rumors and the, stuff. there's me. The rumors, the ones, the full digital, and it's just streaming console. And then the others can be more akin to, like, the One X, One S, where it's, like... Uh, I mean, not, like, there's two versions, but, like, uh, it's just a regular console that can do all that, plus do regular, like, physical format. Yeah. But, yeah, that's pretty much... So, it'd be interesting if they showed off their new console this year. Yeah. But that's that's also one of the theories that I've heard. I can wait another year, honestly. Yeah. I, I, I'm just trying to... There's so much just this generation I have yeah. to clean up with. Like, like I said, I'm still in fucking 2015. I'm yeah. just trying to tackle... I'm just trying to not add this year to the giant list of the stuff for the backlog which yeah. i still will have half of it there but it's better than all of it being there i guess and i get to stay more current yeah that's also one of the rumors i've heard for like maybe that's why sony is skipping out this e3 is because they can they announce playstation 5 at an absolute crazy venue yeah, yeah. 
like they did for oh, PS4. Oh, that would oh that PS4 announcement was so amazing though. Yeah, that was so fucking good. I mean, just ignore the fact that they announced Dreams, and that's still like not they don't even not even close. <laughs> yeah, uh, well, yeah, fucking. Dreams, or wait, does yeah. it have a release date? It does not have a release date, nor has it had its beta. God. But I don't know because it's gonna have a lot of sound design shit. So I'm gonna be really excited yeah, that's about one that. Of those things I'm, that like, I'm buying that game for sure I'm just always, because I want to create shit. Like I'm always really interested in Media Molecule stuff because they make really cool, like interesting creation tool games. Basically, I'm just really bad at that creation tool stuff. So it's more interesting to just see what other people make with it. Yeah. All right. Uh, I've I've said shit way too many times. I need to, <laughs> but. Yeah, it's. Uh, I'm trying to keep us under three hours. We're, we're like six minutes away from it, but I think we're pretty much good. Uh, that's all the news we have today and everything we played. Uh, like I said, if we're more consistent again, if we can get back on the ball, uh, we should at least do every other week. If not every week, we'll see how it goes. But the goal is the goal currently is just to get at least two out a month, which currently, like the last time we recorded, was like two months ago. Yeah. So if we could do two out a month, that'll substantially decrease how long each episode will be it'll be yeah, probably like an hour and a half again maybe less depending on what's going on um we'll be most likely remotely next time we'll figure that out yeah and there won't be any fires hopefully anymore yeah uh, which oh by the way go to the red cross website i forget what it's called but basically i'll put it in the show notes somewhere if you want to donate to the victims of the fires uh that would be more than appreciated. I've donated a small amount, so is James, but anything anyone can give to really help those people, like, they lost pretty much everything I through mean, like, those fires. Basically, Paradise is, like, a wasteland right yeah. now. Yeah, anything you can give, just, like, I mean, hey, you can buy movie tickets, games, and burgers anytime. Just, like, just like $5, $20, anything will do. Like, uh, but yeah, just... Donate to Red Cross for the fire victims. That would be great. Uh, we'll be back hopefully next week. We'll see what happens. Uh, this should this should be out, honestly, tomorrow. Uh, today is the day before Thanksgiving. It is the 21st, so we should hopefully have this out tomorrow. I'll be probably editing and release it in the morning, afternoon, sometime around that on Pacific Time. Um, yeah, but if you want to follow us, uh, follow uh, the podcast at Suture Side Talk. Follow James at Invader Jim one two four, and follow myself at underscore Raider underscore. If you want to email us with anything, feedback, positive or negative, we'll take any. Like I said, you could be you could be the first one to email us. Who knows yeah. who, if someone does it? <laughs> and who wants you to be the who wants to, to be the fourth listener and the fifth one? That would be crazy. Uh, but email us at sutrasidetalk at gmail All of this will be in the show notes once again. But yeah, thank you guys so much for listening. If you did, like, you're one of three people in the world listening to this show. You should be, you should be proud. You're a very unique. It's an exclusive club. Yeah. But all right. Until next time, guys, we are out. Thanks for listening.